What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit This week's Beer of the Week is Kona Brewing Company's Castaway IPA. Delicious, refreshing, hoppy. And on this episode, we're going to be talking once again to Titan FC flyweight and bantamweight champion Jose Shorty Torres, the champ champ. Stick around. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 14 of MMA to the Max. I am your host, as always, Robert Taylor, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Riverside Joe. What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? How we doing on this beautiful Sunday morning? Well, I don't know about how they're going to answer, but I'm doing great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A little tired. Uh, I'm drinking my beer and my Rockstar. That's a deadly combination there, huh? (laughs) An upper and a downer mixed together. Why, Why not? I have to. I am so tired. It's a it's a rock star recovery though, so it's okay. It's lemonade. Oh, it's recovery. In that case, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Everything's cool, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. What would you do <laughs> last night, man? Stay up a little too late, uh, partying, watching Verhoeven beat the brakes off of Silva. A horrible kickboxing match. Jesus, that 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 match should have never been even sanctioned by. In- oh my God, Silva has no business how. fighting anymore. Anything. No, he doesn't. Maybe grappling tournaments or something. His jujitsu is okay, but yeah, he, he can't. He can't take a punch, dude. He's he's a little punchy, and it's too bad because I enjoyed watching him fight. But yeah, I don't know, man. It just especially against someone like Verhoeven. Yeah, especially that, and I don't know his his camp right now. Uh, Silva and his coaches are calling for an MMA fight against Verhoeven now, and it's I don't think it's going to end any differently. To be it's honest, it's not going to change. No, he's going to be able to keep. <laughs> 
keep him away at distance with his his jab and his kicks, and he's not going to be able to take him down because that's the only place he stands a chance. But it, Silva it, just doesn't have a chin to compete anymore. That's the sad fact about it. That's exactly what it is. He's way too chinny. He's he just can't take a punch anymore. And hey, I don't blame him. I probably couldn't take one of those punches. I mean, technically, Verhoeven didn't knock him out, but he, he had nothing left for him. You know, in that second round, just kept punching him up against the ropes and finished it off. Yeah, it was nasty. So, uh, anyways, yeah. besides that, how was your uh, how was your weekend so far? How was your Saturday night? Heard you got a, a little of uh, good times. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, my wife's twentieth high school reunion. So we figured, hey, let's let's give it a go. See some people she hasn't seen in a while, and I had about six too many drinks, and I was having a blast, dude. <laughs> I got drunk <laughs> enough to dance, and so that never happens. But oddly enough, dude, I feel fine today. No, no uh, hangover, nothing. So. I'm yeah, I was actually uh, I was actually worried about that. <laughs> I was actually worried. Yeah. I was like, man, I hope he set his alarm to wake up for this. <laughs> no, man, I got up with the with the kids at uh, like seven fifteen this morning. Did some stuff around the house. Went and got some Starbucks coffee. I'm good. Ooh, look at you. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm I'm, I'm a man. Help taking care of my wife. She's nursing a little bit more of a hangover than than I am, but she's watching the boys right now, so it's all right. Yeah, I'm just a. Uh... Just sitting here, we're gonna be getting getting hold of a shorty here pretty soon. Talk about his fight! I'm so excited that his hands held up and he's gonna be fighting again. Oh yeah! And uh, just waiting, uh, just following the football games, following my fantasy. I made some pretty uh, pretty bold starts on fantasy football this week, and they're paying off. So it makes me pretty happy. Um, got a big Chiefs Ta- Steelers game today, so <laughs> yeah, taking some gambles and they paid off like it did for me last week in our league. Man, I had to pick all the underdogs and the and the no the no show or the um, early re- late replacements and all that stuff to get my extra bonus points, dude. No worked out for me. I got to keep doing that. Yeah, I you killed your it. Ass last week, son. Well, you got to do something. <laughs> you got to do something to try to uh, to try to beat me. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, what it is. Man. When you're so far behind, it's time to just start pulling out all the stops. The the thing that hurts me the most is is Aaron in our league, um, Belly Bane. He was like three weeks late. He missed like four events, and he's ahead of me. <laughs> I'm supposed to be, you know, an expert in the sport to a degree, and and there he is kicking my butt. Ah, that's yeah. the one that hurts. But I'm catching up, dude. I'll I'll get there. I'm not going to finish in last. That that I know for sure. Yeah, well, especially because I think somebody just ended up stopping and quitting. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of gave people benefits of the doubt when it comes to pain and uh, and pain at the end. But this year, mm-hmm. you know. If anybody doesn't pay, then you know I can't let them in next year because we're going to be paying at the beginning of the year. So yeah, I mean you you got in the league with the understanding that you were going to be giving up fifty bucks if you didn't win. So give it up. If not, then you know don't. And it's no yeah, big and deal. I, and, I, and I know my friends and stuff and family that are in it are good yeah. for it. Uh, but in, just in case I don't win, which is you know it's possible things can, might happen, but I mean That's right. it's just, just never happened before. Then, my wife is right on your tail, dude. She's going to get you. Yeah, well, you know, it's just like when you—it's just like playing poker. Or somebody's never played before that just bets on everything. So <laughs> she's she's doing pretty good, man. Like I tell her to get her picks in, and she'll spend like an hour researching the fighters and all that stuff, man. She's taking it serious. Yeah, it's hard Paid for me off. to do that now because uh, I have a real job now. Yeah. So Welcome shout out to, to uh, Randy and Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I got I got a real <laughs> job. <laughs> got me a real job now. Yeah, got a job I actually like. Yeah, that's the most important part, man. Like, if I can instill anything into my kids, it's 
find a way to make a living doing what you enjoy, you know, or if it's not what you love, at least find a way to enjoy it because you spend so much time there, you know, yeah, it's so well, important, I'm, man. With, with, my, with my kid, I'm just trying to instill in her that uh, if you don't want to be like me, be like Mighty Mouse. Be, be like Mighty Mouse. Be the be goat. The greatest, <laughs> the greatest pound for pound fighter that's ever walked the face of the earth, man. Yeah. Like that, that's not that even debate amazing. anymore. It's not even debate anymore. No. Was was what was interesting is I saw some posts on the internet of people showing was it uh, Hicks and Gracie doing a similar suplex to armbar? Wasn't even close same. to the same. No, because if you look at what happened, Mighty Mouse caught it when Borg was in the air. He picked him up, grabbed his arm in the air. And, and started a transition into the armbar. When Hickson was doing it in a demonstration, he slammed him down, he hit the mat, and then he proceeded to armbar. You know? it, was, it was still great. It was still showing you a good technique, but the way Mighty Mouse did it, he got the armbar started while Borg was flying. Like, that was the amazing part. He lifted him up in the air and grabbed his arm, you know, took it into the crack of his elbow, and, and, and started working for that submission right off the bat. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why they even decided to post something like that just to kind of be like, oh yeah, it's not the first time that this has happened, but it totally has. So, yeah, it's like the contrarians out there have yeah. to. Like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, they, they exist. Fighter. Yeah, it's just it's whatever, and that's fine. They can say that all they want. I mean, it's nice to show, you know, history of things. The sport's been around for so long, but yeah, that that what, what was he calling it? He was calling it the the mighty whiz bar or something like that. I like it. <laughs> yeah, mighty whiz bar. Yeah, people were calling it the mouse trap, and apparently he's got another. He's got a mouse trap. We just haven't seen it yet. So I'm looking forward to seeing the real mouse trap. Speaking of uh, calling things and everything, and uh, being whizzes. Uh, yeah. How about it again, man? Santiago Ponzinibbio and Mike Perry. Did I call it a what? Yeah, dude. I think I think. Uh, man, if, if not Lawler, then yeah. The show. No, that's a good one. I mean, I think that's going to be a good fight, but we'll see. I think. I think Ponzinibbio is going to get hurt. And speaking of Lawler, what about Lawler and Rafael dos Anjos? Holy shit, that is a fight. And Dana says the winner's going to get the next title shot. I'm Number so one down contender. for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I heard that announcement, I'm like, ooh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a real fun fight. I think uh, RDA is going to, going to try to take him down because that's, I think, your best chance against Robbie, and he's going to ha- not going to have very much success. And so it's going to be, it's going to be a bang-up. See, I, I think he is going to have success. I'm, I'm picking dos Anjos. Really? I am picking I Dos Anjos. Yep. I don't think he's going to be able to get him down. I think he can stand with Lawler. I really do. Really? All Rafael, right. Rafael Cordero. I'm not saying the entire time, but he's going to I think he's going to I think he's going to tap out Robbie Lawler. Rear naked choke. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. Well, I'd be, I'd be willing to put money that that doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't see him I don't see him getting him down. Who's the last person to take Robbie Lawler down? Donald Hendrix, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. So, but Hendrix had a had a hell of a time taking him down. But I don't know. Hendrix is more of a traditional wrestler. His entries are a little a little easier to stuff than Dos Anjos. But I don't know, man. I don't I don't see him getting him down. But if he does do, then he, he deserves that title shot against Woodley, and, and that's a man. That's a man you're gonna have a hell of a time taking down. I am so interested in Dos Anjos and Woodley. I want to see that fight. Oh yeah, I'd, I, I nothing against uh, Lawler, but I'd rather see that over Lawler Woodley again. Oh. Even though the Lawler Woodley fight was short, I would rather see uh, RDA. I think that'd be a real fun one. All right. Well, on that note, hey, let's uh, let's take a quick uh, break. Uh, 
it'll be pretty instantaneous for everybody else. But uh, let's uh, take a break real quick and get Shorty up on the phone or on the all Skype. Right. So, all right, see everybody in a flash. <laughs> <coughs> all right, and we are back, and we are now joined with the champ, Jose Shorty Torres. How are you doing today, Shorty? Wow, I'm great, man. I'm alive, so I can't complain. How about you guys? Well, I'm doing fantastic here in Southern California, as always. You're, you're down in Southern California. So you're in Southern California right now, right? Out in uh, Palm Springs area? Yeah, is that technically Southern California? I have no clue. I'm just yeah. I'm just yeah. here trying not to burn up too much in the desert. <laughs> that place oh, yeah, sucks the, so much. <laughs> ridiculously hot out there, man. Plus, we've had all these fires out here in Southern California these past couple weeks, too. Well, it, it's it was you know messed up because you know I drive two hours to you know Anaheim and Los Angeles for practice with TJ and uh, you know I'm driving back and forth and we didn't know there was a fire so me and my guy Gareth are driving from Indio driving all the way to uh, to Anaheim and I don't know where TJ's texting us like hey uh, changing practice we're going to uh, RVCA and and we're gonna train there. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're, you know, going somewhere else. I was like, why, what's up? He goes, dude, there's a fire. You know, it's, it's traffic, and L.A. traffic already is horrible. So when the fire happened, everyone was, I think TJ, even living in Orange County, was was almost like an hour and a half late to practice just because of how much traffic there was. They were closing off the roads, and and if people followed my Instagram uh, story, you see I show, like, half half the sky was just, like, apocalyptic. And the other sky was just like heaven. You know, it's like, oh, which way do you want to go? You want to go uh, left or right? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like heaven or hell. It's like you ever seen Scary Movie 1 when Scream's chasing her and it's like the banana and the grenade. It's like, which one do you want? But she yeah. grabs the banana instead. Like, yeah. Dude, it, it it was TJ's like, dude, I woke up. He was like, I slept in. So I woke up at 11. And I was like, what the hell? It's the apocalypse. It's the end of the world. Because <laughs> he didn't know yeah. there was a fire either. So it was... It was crazy, man. And then seeing all this stuff on, on Instagram, it's it's really saddening to see. Well, uh, welcome to Southern California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm, yeah, Shorty I'm, brings brings the heat, and the fire came with you, man. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty much. I, I should I think I should leave. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, man, a, it's like it's, the it's the same thing out here all the time, man. I'm I'm pretty uh, used to it, so I, none of that really surprises me anymore. Everything's always on fire out here. <laughs> yeah. That, we get those uh, Santa Ana winds. They start kicking up, and this this time of year is so much fire. But it, yeah, it's you live out here most of the time. You got beautiful weather, and every now and again, it burns to the ground. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten year, one hundred thousand mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, wow. That, yeah, that, that's really, 
you know, it sucks to hear, and it's definitely, you know, sucky to see mainly, you know, again, I'm from Chicago, so it is the culture shock hearing that, uh, I think it's in, like, October, the, the most fires in California. It's like, that's the month that has the most fires, so, um, yep. yeah. You know, it, it really sucks to actually witness it and then, you know, hearing stories and seeing stories on social media and then being able, you know, to really see it in full person. You're just like, oh, man, this, this is crazy. This is what people have to go through in October. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty uh... much every year. No, go ahead, Joe. Sorry, go ahead. No, just, yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much every <laughs> year. That's, that, it is what we deal with either in San Diego, here in Riverside County or San Bernardino. Um, shoot, even really bad this year up north in wine country. I mean, they got whole neighborhoods just devastatedly burnt to the ground man it's so sad yeah yeah it seems like every time somebody's like man this is the worst fire season we've ever had it's like yeah so far because it's always gonna change yeah (laughs) until the next worst one reminds me of that simpsons episode where it's like this is the worst day of my life worst day of your life so far (laughs) yeah technically it could always get worse but uh before we jump into talking about your fights i gotta know how who made that singlet for you? <laughs> oh man! So I don't know if anybody. There's... Hold on, real quick. I just I don't know if anybody's following uh, Shorty on his Instagram, but he's got a white Power Rangers singlet, wrestling singlet, and it's probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. So, <laughs> dude, it's it's awesome. So you know, small world. Uh, a lot of people know that um, my two favorite shows and the reason why I started fighting was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Dragon Ball Z. So I was always, you know, a huge White Ranger fan, Green Ranger, um, and and Goku fan. So anything that involved that, you know, and, you know, fans, friends, family, everyone who wants to give me a present, if it's that, oh, I'm just I'm just geeking out. I don't care what it is. It can be flip flops, a cup, you know, a singlet, for example. It, <laughs> dude, I, I just freak out. So um, one of my friends, uh, old wrestling buddies from high school, is like, dude, uh, you're small, right? I'm like, yeah. Why? A week later, he calls me back. He goes, hey, I'm in front of your house. I got a present for you. I thought, oh, um, yeah, sure, cool, man. You know, so I go outside and I don't know where I see it's a, I see the Goku symbol and and just the clothing and the colors. I'm like, oh, dude, it's awesome. I didn't know what it was until I went inside. It ended up being a wrestling singlet. I was like, oh, it's awesome. Like this is <laughs> this is sick. You know, and I'm I'm completely like fangirling and just going crazy. And um, uh, I hit up the company. I was like, hey, man, I just want to say thank you so much. This this singlet's awesome. I'm gonna shout you guys out because this is. This is really, really cool. I don't care if you're sponsoring me or not. This is, you know, this is awesome work for me. Uh-huh. And so I shouted it out. People liked it. And the company's like, man, we got a lot of followers out of you. You know, a lot of people liked it. We'll give you a promotion code. And if you want, we'll make you another oh, one. Sweet. So I go, yeah, that, that'd be awesome. So, you know, they were on my banner for my last fight. But um, Tri-Titans, I, I think they're actually based out of San Diego. Um, they, they end up making all these custom singlets, given they have their own custom brand and, and their own gear. But... Uh, like, hey, man, what other ideas you got? And I was like, I would really like a White Ranger logo, you know, like a White Ranger singlet. And the cool thing about it was they didn't put the White Tiger symbol in the middle. They actually took that out and put my Shorty logo in the middle Yeah, and so. made it into gold. And I was like, oh, that's freaking awesome. And then my you know, Shorty logo is in the bottom. My name's in the back. And, dude, it's, it's, it's really cool to know not just the support, but they're supporting me with stuff I truly, truly love. And uh, it, it's funny because when I walk in, you know, unless you know Power Rangers or Dragon Ball Z, everyone's mm-hmm. gonna be like, "What the hell's that?" And two, I'm walking into jujitsu practice with a wrestling singlet on. <laughs> so everyone's like, you know, everyone's like, "What are you? What are you doing? What, what are you wearing? What is this? Is this a joke? Are you guys trying to prank us?" And I'm just like, 
No, I'm ready for practice. Coach, put me in. Yeah, it's like <laughs> let's do this. I'm just trying to have fun. So uh, yeah, I'm always geeking out. But man, that that wrestling single was sick. Try Titans. If anybody wants to purchase Shorty Ten is a promotion code, ten percent off everything. Everything custom made from tops. Um, uh, anything jujitsu gear when it comes to uh, rash guards and stuff like that. Shorts, singlets, as you can see, it's it is really really cool. And I'm really excited to see what they have next for me. I think I'm just gonna try to buy one of those singlets myself and just wear it underneath my clothes when I go to work. Dude, it's like a superhero, you know. It's like one of those times when you just, you just, when in doubt, you know, in a sense, whip it out. There you go. You got the singlet. Yeah, ready to go. Wrestle at any time. Yep. I was like, that is the coolest thing singlet I've ever seen. I was like, wow. So, no, that's cool, man. man. It it is. It is a sick, sick singlet. I I enjoyed it yesterday. Immediately after the after wrestling practice, I'm like, somebody take videos and pictures of me. You know, (laughs) TJ and Cub and all these guys just like. Ah, God! Why is this guy here? You know, so it was it was real cool. Yeah, and I saw the singlet, and I watch your stories all the time, and I just I just take away. I'm like, God, man, this guy's just way cooler than I am. I hate him <laughs> yeah. so much. That's a very low bar, though, Robert. Yeah, that is true. That bar. is true. That is true. <laughs> no, no puns intended, because my nickname's Shorty. But <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Shorty, yeah, so... man, how's the hand going? How's how's the hand feeling right now? So a funny story about that was, you know, you know, broke my hand in my fight. Takes me pretty much three to three and a half months to fully recover. And one of my uh, good friends and former coaches for Team USA, uh, Rob, goes, "Hey man, you know, I I known plenty of people that broken their hands before. It's gonna suck while punching. You're not breaking your bone again. It's gonna hurt, but it, you're, you're not breaking your bone. Your fingers just not used to being in that you know closed fist uh, position, you know, the flexion position and having the impact." So um, every time I punch, my finger just felt like like it was breaking in a sense. There was no clicks. My whole hand is fine, but my finger's not used to curling all the way in, you know, touching my palm. So um, it literally was forced, you know, forcefully getting pushed down and punched down into position. So it was, it was just, just really stretching, stretching, stretching. And eventually, eventually the pain goes away. I'm like, cool, I can punch again. I feel great. But I think because of the small little aches and pains, it made me start to punch incorrectly. Which oh, yeah. uh, made me start to punch with more of like my pinky and ring finger knuckles, um, which for boxers that's either called a uh, boxer's fracture or boxer's uh, or excuse me or brawler's fracture. So some of the times I punch people's elbows and punch people's heads and and it just be with the 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 weak side of my hand. And I don't know where you know this actually happened last week. I punched someone in the elbow and then immediately went over the top and they moved in and I punched them at the top of their head with my pinky knuckle. And immediately Jeez. swelled up. I'm like, oh no, I got a boxer's fracture. I broke it. And so um, I was freaking out because, like, even right now, my, my pinky knuckle is still so swollen that you can't even tell I have a pinky knuckle. It's just, it's just like two knuckles and then it's just round. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh man. You know, so I went to go get an x ray. Everything's perfectly fine. I just hit the tendon. So it's just like a, a really inflamed bruise because I just punched an elbow full fledged on and just poofed up. But. Overall, besides that, <laughs> my hand is overall good, and uh, I'm just excited. Again, my perfect, my perfect outcome for my next fight is you know I'll knock out the right hand to show people that my hand is 100, percent and I'm just you know I'm going to use it the whole fight. That's good to hear, man, because that's one of the things you know when you get an injury like that, you don't want to get too tentative with it, right? Like you know, is your hand healed or not? And are you going to be able to throw a punch again? Are you going to be thinking about it? Are you just going to get in there and, and be relaxed and still wing it? Yeah, you know, for me, I'm, I am I can tell you the v- 
you know, it was three and a half weeks or excuse me, three and a half months until I started really training again. And I just kind of, I kind of forcefully try to throw myself back in there without trying my best to think too much. Uh, and that's, that's the biggest problem mainly after coming from not just an injury, but you know, for me, this has been my worst injury both with both my broken hand and my torn MCL. So, you know, punching, I was like, okay, cool. It doesn't hurt. You know, it just kind of hurts the flexion, but just keep on going and you'll be fine. You know, you have some pain tolerance. And then with my knee was the, the part I was most afraid of because, you know, you can take it down. It's jiu-jitsu. It's wrestling. People are taking <clears> down whole different angles and all these things. So, um, I don't want to fall wrong or fall the wrong way and, 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 you know, tear it all over again and, you know, have to heal all over again. So I was definitely timid with that. But then when I got out here, luckily I was moving and doing everything well. But when you go with guys that are, you know, trying to kill you, TJ, Juan, Cub, you have no <laughs> choice but to defend yourself. So you forget about your hand, you forget about your knee. But I've been going, uh, you know, two and a half weeks strong here and it's it's been an amazing, amazing experience. So I'm 100% back in and I'm just excited to show all the skills in my return. I was going to say, I was going to ask, uh, how, so how, how's your head, how's your mental game going into this fight, coming off that injury? How are you feeling right now? You're about a little, what, a little over a month away? And uh, Yeah, about a month away, and it it was crazy because, yeah, I did some kickboxing, some boxing, a little bit of wrestling before I got here, um, so I was decently conditioned, decently in shape, and when I got here, the first day of sparring was the first time I ever put MMA gloves back on, you know, so I hadn't done any MMA sparring, and for people who transition from kickboxing to MMA, the whole blocking, the whole punching, the whole offense, defense, everything involved in the sport is very, very different. Um, your style changes a lot. So I wasn't used to it. So when I went with TJ, I went with Cub, and I would go with Juan, um, everyone has their own you know, style, but I just, I was very timid. You know, I was like, oh man, I forgot MMA gloves, you know, it's more impact, uh, less to block with, oh man, I gotta move, I can't get taken down, you gotta, you gotta, and I was standing straight up. It pretty much seemed like I was starting completely you know fresh all over again you know the whole ring rust and i got torn apart you know two weeks ago i was like man i was so disappointed in myself like man i've really really backtracked you know because if you don't do something for so long eventually you know you start to uh start to you know just backpedal a little bit but then last week i created the checklist i was like all right cool well i know what i did wrong let's let's get my head straight and you know do this for this week and you know, this week was actually really, 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 really good sparring. So I feel that I'm almost 100% where I want to be, if not past that. And, uh, you know, next week, which I'm really excited for, is going to be even better. So I'm 100% back in it, and I'm just trying to surpass myself to where I was in the last fight. That's awesome. Are you, are you doing your – you're going to do your whole camp out here with, uh, with Cub and TJ? Or are you going to be going back to Chicago before the fight? Um, so what my plan is, I'll be here until November 1st. I'll be doing my whole, you know, month training camp at least, uh, with Cub, TJ, and, uh, and Juan Archuleta and the rest of the guys here. And once TJ leaves, there's pretty much no more small guys for me. Um, and I don't know how the practices are going to run here. So November 1st, I actually be heading out to New Jersey to stay with a nutrition, Louis Giordano, for about 10 days to get my weight down and just make sure just in case that if the UFC does call me up, I'm 100% ready. I'm 100% low in weight because um, they have done two-week notice call-ups, a week call-up, even the last day call-up. So yeah. um, just in case, I want to be 100% ready. I, I, you know, I don't know if I told you guys, but I was called four times uh, while I was injured to bump yeah. up to the UFC, whether to fight for the <laughs> Contender Series or to fight and or to fight Justin Scoggins, but I had to turn them. Uh, I had to turn on all of them because I was injured. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. It's just, you know, opportunities come and go, so I'm just waiting for the next opportunity. So I'll be out in Jersey for pretty much around two weeks, and then if my fight's still on, if I'm not called up, then 
you know, the week of, I'll fly down to Miami and, you know, take care of business. Yeah, and that's, uh, so that's actually So you'll be ready kind of, to go. So, yeah, it's uh, kind of funny. Scoggins actually has a fight uh, scheduled in uh, December against Tim Elliott. So uh, if Tim Elliott drops out, maybe you get that chance again. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's an awesome fight for Tim. It's, uh, you know, they're both great wrestlers, but I think Tim's very, very forward. It really, if Justin Scoggins is able to use his karate and, and, and his stand-up game, then maybe it can go the other way. You know, he was, Tim Elliott was knocked down his, or knocked down in his last fight and then eventually choked out. So, overall, it's a good fight, but, uh, you know, if Tim Elliott wins, this might be Justin Scoggins' last fight in the UFC. You never know. I think he is on a two-fight losing streak. So, yes, you're correct. Um, yep. it's, it's, you know, it's a big fight for Scoggins. And it should be said that it's two uh, finishes, two two submissions. So, um, yeah, I, if Tim Elliott wins, yeah, I could see that because he'll be uh, like two and five in his last seven, I believe. So, yeah, and it, it it does become a mental factor with that. You know, if you got finished your last two fights and you're fighting not just um, somebody, but somebody who's ranked, somebody who won the tournament, and who has been a UFC veteran for a very long time and a very dominant one at that, in Tim Elliott, it's a it's it's a very hard fight, you know, given it's a little more, uh, you get a little more mentally prepared because Tim Elliott was finished this last fight. You kind of figure out how to beat him, but it is a, it is a huge fight for Scoggins, and it's a make it or break for him. Yeah, but with that fight with Tim Elliott, though, I just think that was more of a lot of people underestimating how good Ben Wynn is. So, um, I mean, that's nothing, that's not a loss to be ashamed of in Elliott's case. Yeah, no, it, it definitely isn't, you know, and, and, and Ben Wynn, it, it's, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're right. He's 100% in it. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's just a quiet guy, so no one knows who he is. You know, the only, the only time you've seen him before is during the, uh, the, um, the YouTube video of him beating up the guy with the tattoos all over his face and body. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that, that's how everyone knows him. But when I saw him fighting Tim Elliott, I was like, oh, man, Tim Elliott's going to wreck this kid. And then I saw Ben actually do some work. I was like, whoa, this. This kid's legit. And then I started looking at film. I was like, wow, this is this guy's a competitor. He just, you know, he doesn't talk. He doesn't do anything. So no one really knows who he is. He's just a quiet guy trying to get the job done. And that's, hey, man, there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens next for him. We'll see who he's fighting next. Yeah, he's got skills, man. Yeah, I think he's he's going to do really well. But uh, it's the Bantamweight <laughs> division. Uh, and real quick before we get into talking about your fight, how's TJ looking? And, uh, how ready is he for this fight? Oh, it's 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 honestly, you know, TJ was prepared for for the fight months ago. I believe it was in July, and then it got pushed back because of uh, Cody's back being injured. And so TJ, uh, 
moved this training camp down here to Anaheim, California to work with some guys at the training lab. And there's a, a personal trainer here named, um, I don't know his last, his last name, but his name's Sam. And I mean, he has him on this, this whole diet and eating regimen, workout regimen. And if you follow TJ's Instagram, mm-hmm. um, you see his personal training regimen and it's, it's his strength and conditioning stuff is ridiculous. Like I haven't been able to go because it's so, it's so strict that they don't want anyone slowing it down. Not given they're not Jeez. expecting me to slow it down, but they have their own routine already. They're like it's been going great. We're not bringing anybody else. It's only three people. That's it. You know. So I was like, okay, hey man, cool. And then I watched the videos. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not there. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not. There. It just it looks horrible. Like they're doing, like they're doing. Uh, what was what was the last video Cub put up? Cub put up a video of him doing sit ups on a hill, which the hill's about maybe 75 degrees in the slant and. Juan Archuleta is holding him while somebody's holding Juan Archuleta to hold Cub. Because if, the if they don't hold Juan, Juan's going to fall down the hill because that's how steep it is. And Cub's doing these sit-ups while they're throwing 25-pound medicine balls at him. You know, So he has to you know, catch it, go down, bring it back up, and push. And he's just going, I believe they're doing so many sets. And it's it, everything's located to a heart monitor and connected to an, you know, an oxygen capacitor to see how much oxygen you're using and and it literally tests your heart, not just your heart on, on how fast it's beating, but literally it tells you, like, this is this is what the computer tells us, how much you can go. So you're not going to stop until you reach the peak, you know. So it's uh, – <laughs> and, and if you stop anything anytime before, then that's literally you being mental on yourself and you giving up. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, TJ's – what is he, about uh, – probably about two, three weeks, you know, out from, uh, from the mm-hmm. fight. I mean, he's – He's just jacked right now. It is it is ridiculous. <laughs> like, given you, know, I, I've trained with TJ for two camps, and uh, just just feeling him now and feeling him move and and just the way he's standing up and even grappling, he just feels so much stronger. It's it is ridiculous. So I'm excited to see this fight and see what you know where this goes. Yeah, yeah I'm so uh, excited. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the main event for me on that show. Like, I mean, sure, GSP, Bisping, whatever. I mean, I'm gonna watch it, but. Cody and, and TJ is the main event for me, and I, I really, really want TJ to win this fight. Oh, oh I want yeah. it to dominate there's him, no, dude. There's no reason. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like GSP and and Bisbee can sell shows, but there, there's no reason why they should be main event. I believe it should have been TJ and Cody Garbrandt, and that, because of the show, because of the drama, and just because it, it, it is a you know prolonged fight. It's gonna be an amazing, amazing show. I think that's yeah. gonna steal the whole card. Oh, I yeah, think it's gonna be fight, fight of the night. night. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I don't. I honestly don't see either of them getting finished in this fight. It's gonna be a war. I just think their hearts and how much they really want to win this fight. I think they're both just gonna. Dude, this this fight's gonna show a lot of heart. Both guys are just gonna go for broke. Yeah, you know, but I don't know if everyone, you know, if anyone's noticed yet. But if we saw in the last time they were supposed to fight, Cody was talking smack almost every single interview, almost yeah. every single day. Oh my God, but as yo. the fight gets, but as the fight gets closer, you don't hear much from Cody. And actually, in some of the interviews, Cody's actually complimenting TJ on some of the things. Um, even when they did their face off, I believe it was last week. Uh, usually, Cody's the one talking smack. We saw it was you know when they did the first face off when they were supposed to fight in July, mm-hmm. and even when he was supposed to fight uh, Dominic Cruz. You know, Cody was just blah, 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 just going, going, going. But as the fight gets closer, you hear less and less and less, whether he's becoming more focused or not, or, you know, he's maybe probably actually getting intimidated that the moment's actually here. It's very possible, yeah. Um, or maybe he's just trying to, you know, make it make nice uh, things nice in case he loses so he doesn't lose so much face. 
so you can say face, <laughs> yeah. Save face. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Stylistically, you know, nothing against Garbrandt. He's a great fighter. I just don't think he has enough tools for what TJ offers. I just think he's going to be too much. I think he's going to overwhelm him. Um, I'm, I'm biased. I'm a big TJ fan. That might be why, but I Especially just the TJ him. that fought John Lineker. If he fights that way, oh nobody, nobody beats him. So, I don't know how he's yeah. going to stop the takedowns. I don't know how he's going to stop TJ from taking him down at will. That's what I see happening. Uh, however TJ wants to go at it, I think he'll be successful. But I think he, I think his takedown entries are going to be too much for him, and he's going to get him down. And I, I don't know. I just have, yeah, I haven't seen Garbon on the ground. I don't know what he can do. All his fights are on his feet. You know, I've never seen him work the ground, so I don't know. But, yeah, how is he? How is he on his back, and how does yeah. he recover from that? You know, he's a very good boxer, and he's a very good stand-up fighter. Which, again, we're, yeah. we're not denying whatsoever. And I, I think at any time he could probably land one of those clean shots, but. TJ is the more diverse veteran in the sport. He knows what to do. He's gone against some of the best. And, you know, even with the Dominic Cruz-Cody Garbrandt fight, you know, Dominic Cruz was playing offense when he is a defensive fighter. You know, so it took him out of his game. And he kept it standing the whole time. And when he decided to take a shot, it was very sloppy. So Very telegraphed. uh, That that definitely wasn't Dominic Cruz's day. You know, so mm-hmm. with TJ being very offensive as he is and being able to transition like he did against Lineker, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, again, you know, everyone has a everyone has a fighter's chance. And I like what uh, Chel Sonnen, what Chel Sonnen, uh, was talking about in one of his episodes recently. How do we know that the Cody we saw against uh, Dominic Cruz wasn't his ceiling? Maybe that was his peak because nobody's looked that good against Dominic Cruz, while TJ continues to get better in each and every fight. So. We'll find out, man. I'm excited for it. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I felt bad for Leniger during the fight because TJ <laughs> was able to do all that stuff against me for four weeks. You know, so I was <laughs> you know, you know what it's I, like. For people, yeah, for people who don't know, I was you know TJ's only training partner for that fight. So I was mimicking and, and simulating John Leniger, which is which is great. You know, I think John Leniger is a great fighter, but he's very wild. And mainly when you have a technical fighter like TJ. You're gonna get popped in the face a lot, yeah. and I know, oh, yeah. and I know from experience. I mean, Dwayne was like, "Shorty, throw more hooks." I'm like, "I don't want to." It's <laughs> gonna I'm open just, me up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to because he sees it all coming and he's ready to counter me, and I get it. Yeah. But I'm getting beat up because of this, and uh, um, I mean, even after our camp, I had to take a month off, even though my fight was so set for the month later. I I took the whole month off, and I was just running and keep my cardio up and keep my conditioning. But it was it was. It was painful. So anytime I saw John Lineker, you know, for example, break his jaw and take all these hits, I'm like, dude, like, give yeah. up. I, I, you're not getting up from this. I mean, TJ puts me on my back, and I'm very good at standing up, and I'm very good at scrambling, but TJ is just a high-level wrestler and high-level grappler right now. I mean, we've been doing so many personal sessions with, with high, high-level guys. I mean, I'm just honored to be able to be a part of this. <laughs> you know, so um, – it's. I mean, we have world champion jiu-jitsu and grapplers. We have Mark Munoz head coaching us. You know, Chris Darrow, who's a very high-level Greco champion as well. I mean, it's 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 gonna be a very very intense fight for TJ, and I'm I'm just excited to see how it goes. Yeah, and and yeah. with Lineker though, I mean, let's let's be fair with that TJ fight. It probably should have been John Dotson because uh, I thought Lineker lost that fight, so I was should have been TJ Dotson too. So TJ could have got revenge there, but. Yeah, TJ looked amazing, and uh, from what you're saying right now, I can't wait for that fight. I can't wait to see what happens. But um, you got a fight coming up. Bef- you got a fight coming up. What about two weeks after TJ fights? 
So mm-hmm. against uh, against uh, Gleason De Jesus, number one contender for the bantamweight title, uh, you're defending the bantamweight championship right now. Uh, what about De Jesus has you worried, if anything? And uh, what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of game plan are you planning to uh, bring into that fight? Don't don't reveal anything about the game plan, but just you kind of get what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I, I don't mind revealing my game plan. I think, uh, and so my coaches tell me, you got to practice so much that it doesn't matter if you tell them right to your face, hey, I'm going to do this to you, you're able to do it anyways because you're that good at it. Um, like that's definitely that. how I was I in like college that. with my fireman's move. And uh, actually, funny stories, I wrestled some guy five times in college the same year. Five times, almost every single tournament we wrestled, and his coach was like, why are you tying up with him? You know what move he's going to do, and I'd still hit it no matter what. I'd always <laughs> in my fireman's, and I'd always beat him. You know? and, and even though the scores started to diminish every single time because uh, he started to catch on a little bit, no matter what, I was always able to hit the move. So, you know, against Gleason and his Zeus, I think he's a very, very strong opponent, just as usual. He's a, he's a weight class above me, so he's bigger, stronger. Um, but I believe I'm the more faster and durable opponent. I'm very, very conditioned, and I think that's his biggest flaw. Um, you know, for me, I think he is like a, a Rocky three type of scene. You know, he is the Mr. Teen. I'm Rocky. He has that power. <laughs> he has that explosiveness in the first round, maybe two rounds, but it's a five round fight. If I'm well, able to survive that, I just don't see him being able to keep my pace. And, you know, we saw a very conditioned and very well, you know, touted veteran in Farquhar Sherpoff die out after the second round. And from there, even with my broken hand and torn MCO, I was just pushing forward every single round and I wasn't giving him a break no matter what. So, um, you know, can Gleason and Jesus take that type of pace? Well, let's not. Let's hope it's not exactly like Rocky Three. Remember, he lost that first fight. So <laughs> yeah, he lost it. I definitely yeah. don't want that. That you know, and I don't feel like getting dropped again either. That's definitely yeah. not what I'm trying to do. But um, you know, Gleason, I think is a great opponent. I have no disrespect against the guy, but he hasn't fought anyone well. You know, he hasn't fought anyone good. He's seven and two, which is mm-hmm. hey, that's yeah. a good record. I'm not going to doubt it. I'm only five and zero. Yeah, I'm only five and zero, so I'm not going to shun it away. But he hasn't fought anyone with a name yet. You know, he might be three straight wins in Titan FC, but his last fight, I believe, was a, a week notice fight, um, which his guy didn't make weight, didn't know. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll take the fight, and definitely wasn't prepared for Gleason. His yeah. fight before that was all right, and I think the fight before that was just kind of just another fight. So um, these guys are just kind of walking in to fight Gleason, which, again, hey, man, that's that's honor you know, for them, but... They're getting beat up because of it. Gleet's the good guy. I just don't think he's a great opponent. So, you know, as long as I can survive the first and second round and just show my skills and make a highlight film out of him, that's what I'm trying to do to, to move up to the next level. Yeah, and in case anybody doesn't know what he's talking about, his uh, uh, Gleetson's last opponent was 8-10 and 10 when they fought. So, yeah, he's just, yeah, Chino Duran. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't how did they come was it is it a lack of challengers in Titan FC right now how did they come across I know you were supposed to fight uh I'm sorry off the top of my head you had another fight that was scheduled but fell yeah, through before so this one I, I I can tell you about that one that was actually uh decently amusing so yeah I don't mind people calling me out Gleeton was calling me out Gustavo Ballard's been calling me out which was the the contender fight that was supposed to happen he won he beat uh the Costa Rican George Calvo and I was like cool I'm like hey man we'll do the face off you're technically next i'm more happy to do that you know you're next in line perfectly fine with me so i was getting ready to drop down to 25 and uh did the face off two weeks later i get a call from the promoter of Titan fc and he's saying that 
his coach is called and they just don't believe he's ready for me yet. I go, hey, man, that's perfectly fine with me because I didn't believe he was ready for me either. I thought it was going to be a, uh, a yeah. perfect fight for me. You know, I thought it was going to be a perfect fight for my return, and they, you know, may so be it. All right, cool. Who's next? And like, well, there's other guys at 25, or you can fight Gleaton. You know, he just, you know, he won his third fight at, at 35, and he's been calling you out. You know, what? what's better for you? I go, well, the 25-pound guys – Honestly, no one knows them, and they're they they're probably only won one fight in Titan FC. You know, for me, it took me two fights. Then I got my title shot. I was able to win, and then I called out pretty much the guys with the biggest record. But with Gleetson, you know, he's on a three-fight winning streak. He's been calling me out, and people know who he is. At least he's a Titan FC veteran. And so I'm like, you know what? I don't mind taking that fight. Plus, he's a smaller 35er. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not like he's a gigantic guy like uh, like Andrew Whitney, for example. That guy's just like mm-hmm. he's just like a walking like I don't. He's just like a huge, huge truck. <laughs> like he's he just he just walks forward like a little juggernaut. Mm-hmm. But um, Gustavo Ballart backs out. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm bumping up. Now two weeks after that, I'm getting tagged photos of Gustavo Ballart saying, "One day I will get gold." Yada yada yada. I'm like, dude, do you not know our fight's been canceled? <laughs> like, <laughs> they not have, tell you yet? Yeah, I'm like, have they not told you? <laughs> you know, like, I don't mind getting tagged and stuff, but dude, you backed out. So I don't, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I don't know why you're still nagging at me. But um, you know, yeah. so he's actually bumping down to fight somebody that is is a no name. Again, I don't know what the what the case is with that, but Gleetson's the next guy with a winning record at 135. From what Titan FC says, he's the next contender and. Again, I'm fine. Whoever's next in line, I'm not shunning away from a tough fight. So, if he wants to call me out, then I'm just gonna have to try my best to make him regret that. Yeah, I remember yeah. when they were uh, you were you were scheduled to fight uh, Gustavo, and then I remember the uh, the uh, MMA fighting column came out t- talking about the fight change when they announced the uh, the, the uh, Gleetson fight. Mm-hmm. They said the matchup was put on hold in quotes. So I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> that's 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 it. I guess that's what Lex McMahon said. It was just put on hold. But yeah. Yeah, he backed out. He has no reason to talk. So Yeah, and whatever the case may be, whether it's coaches, whether it's true story, whether it's coaches say he wasn't ready or he's injured or whatever, again, things happen. You know, I'm not going to shun anything away, and I'm not going to bad talk anyone. But um, if it happens eventually, then it happens eventually. If not, I'm really hoping this is my last fight in Titan FC. Again, no disrespect to the promotion, but I believe I achieved everything there is to achieve in it, and I'm ready for the next level. First and only dual champion. Dual weight champion, yeah. right? So Yeah, now this is... <laughs> Now I'm going to create history one more time and show that I'm not just a 25-pound champ and the dominant champ by knocking out Pedro Nobre in 86 seconds, but I'm also going to be the Bantamweight champ and then also be able to finish another opponent at a higher weight class and do something that Conor McGregor still has today never done. <laughs> in Cage Warriors, he's got two belts, and in the UFC, right. he's gotten two belts but has never defended it. You know, That's something that people praise you know conor mcgregor for for cage warriors and again no disrespect to the guy not this podcast able to create history but you know he was 12 and 2 got two belts and bumped up that's great hey man i'm 5 and 0 and got two belts i did it nearly three times as fast and i was able to defend the belt in the process you know so 
I'm just trying to show the UFC, and I'm not trying to compare to to belittle anybody, but I'm trying to show the UFC I have resume compared to some of your greats. You know, why am I not called up or given a full contract yet? So, you know, again, if I have to take this fight and, and, and show my dominance again, then so be it. I like that attitude. I really like that attitude. Uh, speaking of the UFC real quick, and are you still blocked? <laughs> are you still blocked by uh, uh, oh, Nick Maynard? Still you? <laughs> I, think, I think I'm unblocked on Twitter. Because I, I, I tried tagging him for the fun of it. I was like, oh, let's see. Twitter, I think I'm unblocked. Everything else, I'm pretty sure I'm still blocked. Instagram, sure, block me, whatever, man. I don't want to see pics of me anyways. So, um, but well, I think his Instagram yo, hey, is uh, his personal. He, I think he posts, like, this is not my business Instagram. This is my uh, personal Instagram. I'm not posting any fight stuff on here. So <laughs> Yeah, I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But, um, you know, on Twitter, I'm just doing my thing, and I know he has uh, – you know, under you know, he has me under his reference, and I'm not gonna, you know, shy away from tagging him every once in a while, and you know, showing that, you know, I'm I'm ready for a fight, and that's why even right now I weigh 145 a month out. You know, I'm only 10 pounds over my weight. Actually, I was 144 and a half the other day, so I'm only nine and a half pounds, you know, over 135, which is beautiful. But that's why I'm going to New Jersey just in case, you know. And I, and I we told Mick already, hey man, just in case there's something at the event, uh, end of October, beginning of November, I'm ready. You know, if they have to call me up, then so be it. And I know Lexic Man and Titan FC definitely understand. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's great on uh, Lex's part, but that's really great. I think uh, President of RFA has the same uh, stance. Um, and even when it was WC, when people were getting pulled over, uh, even before the UFC bottom, uh, Sean Shelby was all about just letting them go. So that's really cool of Lex to let you uh, to, to know that if the UFC comes calling that. You, yeah, you're gonna go. Yeah, man. Lex, Lex has definitely been my guy, and he's he's definitely taken care of me, and and you know, it's given me an opportunity to fight some really, really great fighters and take some great opportunities. So I'm just happy that you know everything's worked out well. He's you know found me sponsorships with Bad Boy and possibly you know future ones with with On It and, and and so many things. So I'm just you know I'm trying my best to to branch out. Lex been Lex has been really, really helping a lot. So I appreciate him. Yeah, that's the great thing is like, you know, Titan's a, a great organization, but it's kind of a stepping stone to the big show. And he, he appreciates that and gets it, so that's cool. Uh, apparently, we got somebody else wanting to be on the show there, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's my 21 month old. He's coming in here wanting to talk. <laughs> he wants the microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. so give him, give, him, give him like one more month. You'll be taller than me. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> That was the thing I was going to say. The 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 Ballard fight when when that one was scheduled. Um, that's the first time you're going to be the the taller guy, right? Oh man, dude, I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> you know, because my teammate fought him, and uh, my teammate's a very very good kickboxer, but for some reason, um, got very intimidated because of his Olympic status as a wrestler. You know, so yeah. he just kind of froze up, got taken down, and got beat up because of it. Um, and then I saw a bunch of Gustavo's next fights, and I'm like, man, I just why doesn't anyone listen like this is this is it's, i'm not trying to belittle the guy but it's not a hard fight you know i think he's a great wrestler but this isn't an mma fight you know you get yeah. punched you get kicked it changes your whole style um so I'm, I'm looking at it i'm seeing all the fights that he's had these guys are great opponents i mean he's beaten some good guys but they just for some reason can't figure him out i was like he's about four ten, four eight, with no neck okay cool don't try to choke him out just stand up with <laughs> yeah. the guy don't tie up with him because he's a Greco guy. He will. T- he's already at your hips. <laughs> he's going to take you down. 
you, know, you have to move. So, you know, I, I keep on telling people, even the guys that are going to fight him, like, dude, you're going to get taken down. He's an Olympic wrestler. If you don't get taken down, that's his fault. You should be getting taken down. But mm-hmm. it's not you getting taken down you have to worry about. It's you standing back up and doing your work. And, I mean, for me, I was so excited. The first thing I said was, I'm going to show you tall people how to use your reach properly. This is 100% the first time I'll be able to have a reach in any type of fight. I'm going to show you tall guys yeah. how to properly use your reach because I always say every time I'm in the gym, somehow I'm always sparring with guys that are like 6 feet tall, 125, 135, and I'm like, man, why don't you throw your jabs more? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? You know, now I have the opportunity to really show it, but, you know, sadly it got taken away from me. So <laughs> it was going to be I – was, I was really excited. I was really, really excited. Yeah, that was – I was I was interested for that too to see you using distance. You know what I mean, keeping them on the outside of your jab, like you're saying, and, and keeping them away. But like, that's the first time you know you're going to be doing that using distance instead of trying to get inside on the taller guys. I was really I was excited to see that because I don't I don't know if you're going to find anyone else who's four foot eight that, yeah, at this I level. Could, you know, I could yeah, uh, I could only I'm imagine. Really excited for the twenty five division. That's why I'm excited for the twenty five division because everyone's around my height. I'm like, cool. This this yeah. decently works because I might be able to outbox somebody, and that's something I really want to do one day. Is show just not just my MMA skills, but my boxing skills as well, and to, to just show I'm very diverse in every single round of the fight. You know, my first fight, I was able to show that I can get inside close to distance because the guy was five nine. Second fight, I was able to show that I had superior boxing skills and I can do some ground and pound even off my back. I can move and get up and be able to go for transitions. My third fight, I was able to chase a guy around and follow him and cut off the cage and show that I can change up my combinations against a guy who does nothing but move around and switch stances and do so many things. So I'm good against southpaws and guys who can switch. My fourth fight, I can you know it shows that I'm very composed against a very very good veteran and just ready to take whatever type of shots he you know could give me. In my fifth fight. I was able to show even through any type of pain or, or broken bones or whatever, even getting dropped and stuck in the guillotine, that I could still push forward and show my conditioning and show my dominance. So I'm just really excited to see what my next fight you know, proves to the UFC and proves to the world. I can only imagine the, if you would have got that uh, Gustavo fight. Um, <laughs> just You know, people when they're taller than somebody and they go face-to-face, they kind of like stand, chest puffed out, chin up to just try to show that they're taller. Just... Could only imagine you doing that to that guy because you were actually able to finally. <laughs> oh man, if if you know if Titan of C would show like Telecaster Wayans, we would. Uh, my very first Wayne again, the guy was five nine, so he definitely had an, uh, a height and reach advantage. So my very first Wayne, I actually pulled out a little box and stepped on the box when we did our face off, so I would be his height. <laughs> you know, and people were That's just awesome. laughing, and I'm just like, I'm short, man. I got to take pride in it. You gotta do it. Yeah, that's right. Hey, so uh, uh, back in August, you did uh, commentary for Titan FC. How 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 was it? How did how did you enjoy it, man? It was cool, man. It was actually my my second event I've done commentary for. I did one for the very first Brave event, which is the home in uh, Kingdom of Bahrain, and it that definitely was a great event. But then I got the opportunity to do Titan, and uh, it was cool, man. You know, being able to work with Usman and Shodan Joe. I mean, those guys. Just watching my fights, they break they break down the fights really well. Um, you know, Shodan Joe is just a very good guy who's able to shut out the sponsors and bring out the best questions to get Usman going. And Usman's just, you know, that's just his spot. You know, he knows how to do play-by-play and really figure out, like, okay, this fighter needs to do this. Oh, this fighter's messing up. All right, he needs to do this, and this guy mm-hmm. needs to do that. So it's it was really cool to, you know, one, study their film so I can get ready for the Brave commentary and then study their film again so I can do it again when I was next to them. And it was, it was a good true, and I really hope that I can do it again in Titan FC because it's, uh, 
you know, I do tight. I do call Titan FC at home. I, I feel like I am their poster boy right now. And it's uh, it's nice to know that those guys treat me with a lot of respect, and it was a lot of fun to, uh, you know, to be next to those guys. And I'm really hoping that, you know, if I do get called up to the UFC, I'm not just a fighter, but maybe a sports analyst or even a UFC commentator. That's something I would definitely love to do one of these days. For sure, dude. I mean, hey, you're the poster boy for MMA to the max, man. <laughs> you're That's our, true. You're our guy, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm, I'm, pimp, best. I'm pimping you out to everybody that I talk to. Just like, hey, ch- hey, look this guy up. Check him out. Check him out. Buy his shirt. Go to his website. So, by the way, shirt yeah. fits great. Looks great. It's actually one of my favorite shirts. I love the baseball tee. No, I appreciate it. I'm actually wearing one right now. Uh, but I, you know, I... I, I I appreciate it. Actually, the sweaters came out, snapbacks came out, and I'm just really excited. The only the only flaw to the sweaters right now is that I'm in the desert, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I can't wear. And they're not. Oh. Zi- I'm a zip up guy. I'm a zip up hoodie guy. If you could get some zip ups, that'd be great. <laughs> Actually, that was something that was uh, decently in the works. So maybe in the winter okay. I might get some zip up stuff. Cool. Yeah, because I, I like I like the logo. I sport the logo, dude. I'm a, I really do that shirt. People, I've actually been asked about that shirt when I've gone out to like bars and everything. So people are like, what, what is that shirt? They're looking at it, and they're like, who's Jose Torres? And I'm like, and then I, I tell them about it. And they're like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> Well, since you asked, all right. Yeah, well, no. since you asked. <laughs> Just... I kind of know the guy. <laughs> put, put, pull out your phone. Come here. Give me your phone. Mm-hmm. Go to this yeah, Instagram. Let me show you a highlight reel. Here you go. This is who we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, five and up. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually trying to make a... Uh, a bunch of minute highlight reels uh, of my fights, you know, recap of every fight and then eventually all of them together and, you know, really try to uh, promote as much as possible for this upcoming fight. No, that's great. Yeah, I like I like the hats, the snapbacks. I was actually planning on buying one uh, pretty soon, and I'm not just saying that because we're on the air, but yeah, I, I, I am. I, I do like to wear hats, so. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. It really does, you know, the support means a lot, and uh, whenever the next event for the kids come up, actually, 20% of all my sales go to the kids in my gym so you know, so they can compete and travel the world like I had the opportunity as well as, as an amateur. Oh, see, that's even better. Yeah, that's that, that makes it way better yeah. now. So, that's so right. Help out the youth and the future of the sport. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, again, I'm trying my best. You know, it's uh, <laughs> a, Literally, when we had to uh, fundraise for some events, we have to stand outside with cans. You know, and and for some people, it's it's a little belittling. You know, mainly in the streets of Chicago, yeah. it's like you're standing literally right next to the bum trying to get money. You know, and you feel bad because yeah. you're a kid, and they're giving you money but not giving the bum any money. You're like, oh man, <laughs> sorry for taking your spot. Um, but See, and this is this is what drives me nuts, man. Is because you know people listen to you right here and listen to what you're saying and the way you're going out and promoting and the way you're doing things, but then they won't give a damn because they're too worried about what Connor has to say next. Yeah, because he's, know, it, he's entertaining, even though you're doing the right thing. I, I just don't get that. I hate it. I can't stand that. I mean, I, I, I get Connor's an elite fighter. He's got his his talent. One of the best fighters in the world. I'm gonna, I, I, I will admit that. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But, I mean, what what is with people's fascination with just high school shit talking compared to somebody like you that does the right thing and tries to help out his community by using his fame and his, his you know, his, his uh, profession to help the younger, the youth out? I, I just don't get it. It drives me nuts. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Everyone likes the spectacle. I think Chael Sonnen just posted a video about Mighty Mouse of saying somebody always needs to be the bad guy. You know, they need that type of bad guy to, you know, everyone wants to either the bad guy win or lose. You know, either you like him, you hate him, whatever the case may be. You know him, and because of it, you know, you're going to buy his stuff. You're going to listen to what he says, and, and you're going to just believe everything and anything. You know, but when it's just a nice guy saying whatever, it's... It's just nice guy. You know, it's a nice guy. You know, they what's what's the saying? Nice guys finish last, and sadly, that's that, true. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, Demetrius Johnson, I think, is a phenomenal champion. He's easily the most dominant champion ever. Oh, but how does nice, that finish? So no one listens. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, and it's something that, <laughs> dude, someone practices in the gym, but we're all so intimidated to try it because it's such a. It's not that it's a complex move. It's just one of those highlight reel moves that no one wants to try because it's, it's like, oh man, if I mess up, then I look really, really dumb. You know, it it can never be in between. It's either it goes really well or really bad. You know, so for DJ, I ended up going really well, and that was that was an awesome, awesome finish. I, and I have to give a lot of respect to Ray Borg because he took a beating and never gave up. He always pushed forward and was always trying his best. But with the whole Connor thing, you know, it's uh, you know, everyone listens to the bad guy. You know, and it's it, it's really sad to hear. Um, you know, even for me when I'm when I'm trying to help and trying to give back, you know, a lot of people are like. Um, Oh, dude, yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, cool. Well, if you can, please, you know, support, buy a shirt. They'll they'll comment they're like, dude, your shirts are awesome. Oh, cool, thanks, man. And and they'll never buy a shirt. For some reason, they expect something for free. Even the guys in Chicago, um, even though I have a lot of support, for some reason, in Chicago is the place where I had the least amount of support. Everyone for some reason wants you to fail. You know, it's just I don't know. It's yeah, the bad guys. I just don't get that. For some reason, always win when it comes to social media. It's it's. I mean, you you even look at music today. It's like the guys who have really bad and 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 you know discriminating music are the most popular, compared to the guys who are really trying to spread peace. You know, you barely know them. And it's like, huh? That's you would think it's the other way around, but for some reason, it's just that's all you see. Everyone likes drama, and that's the biggest reason because of it. Yeah, and, it, and it's weird too because those same people that would uh, support Connor because oh yeah, dude, he just talks so much shit and he he knocks people out, but you try to tell him oh well, he doesn't fight enough. Yeah, it's okay, but then those same people for some reason support Donald Cerrone. It's like, well, why do you support Donald Cerrone? Well, he fu- he he fights all the time. Well, wait a second, I but I don't get it. Connor doesn't fight ever. So, yeah, you know it's 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 really weird, but it's just everyone likes a bad guy. Everyone likes the guy who talks smack. Don Cerrone talks smack every once in a while. He's always throwing his middle finger. Same thing with the his brothers, Connor. You know, guys who who talk and speak their mind. Chael Sonnen. I don't think Chael Sonnen was a phenomenal phenomenal fighter. I think he's a good fighter, but because he was able to talk and, and speak so well, people were like, <laughs> "Man, this guy's awesome. This guy must be the best in the world." You know? Yeah, but he's he never totally won a belt. He totally but talks. Still thinks he's awesome. Yeah. He talked his his way into that fight with uh, Anderson Silva, but and to be fair to Chael Sonnen though, he probably should have won that belt in WEC. Uh, Paulo Fio kind of screwed him out of that, but 
Oh yeah, so. but I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a huge thing, you know. So if you don't talk smack, um, it's really hard. I mean, look at GSP for example. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, Bisbing's gonna dominate him." It's like, well, the only reason they're saying that's because Bisbing's the only one talking. You know, GSP just that's not his style. You know, he's a very very quiet guy. You know, against even Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao was such a great fighter, but you know, and even still is, but he just doesn't talk. You know, he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I think I'll knock him out this round, but that's that's pretty much about it. Freddie Roach does more than talk than anything. Yeah. You know, so I actually get complaints from, hell, even my family tell me, dude, you need to talk smack more, you need to do this, you need to do that. I'm like, that's that's not my style. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm never, not, I'm not ever trying to be the bad guy. I have kids who follow me. I don't want them to believe that you have to talk smack to get somewhere in life. You know, I believe you just got to do the right things and have the right type of resume. And so far, it's been doing pretty well for myself, but... um I say if you speak the truth and have fact behind it, then hey, man, if it sounds like smack, then that's your fault. At least it's still fact. I'm not going to you know, say random BS and, and make it sound real just because it sounds cool. You know, that's not what I'm trying to do. If it's fact, I'm definitely going to bring it out, and I'm definitely going to use it you know, under my belt. But if it's if it's nothing, then it's nothing. I let my resume speak for itself. Yeah, and uh, that's, it, it kinda... that's the way it should be, man. I, I don't know. I think yeah. if you – if you if you're gonna talk smack, you like completely have to back it up, and a lot of these guys don't. You know what I mean? They they just talk crap and. Well, see, Joe, it's not just that, piece. man. It's not just that. Uh-huh. It's 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 the sport of MMA has undergone a change since Connor. Um, it's basically like uh, you know post Connor and pre Connor MMA. Pre Connor MMA, you let your resume speak for itself. Your work speak for yourself. Chuck Liddell is one of the biggest stars in in UFC history. He didn't talk a lot of shit. A lot of people think he did. He didn't talk a lot. I, I mean, unless your name was Tito Ortiz. He didn't talk a lot. But I guarantee the thing is, now in this day and age with Conor McGregor's uh, MMA world, Chuck Liddell would not be a star. I hate to say that. Even if he's knocking people out, it doesn't matter. You have to talk, like 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 Shorty's saying. Um, if it was pre-Conor era, Shorty, somebody like Shorty would be in the UFC. No, he wouldn't have to worry about getting blocked by Mick Maynard or getting called for stuff like the Contender Series. His resume would speak for itself, and he'd be in the UFC. Yeah, it's more yeah, more of the spectacle. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Everyone's about about tickets. You know, for me, and actually, I was I was you know, and I still have to create, and I need somebody to film it for me. But I want to be able to make a video. And say, hey man, my resume speaks for itself. If I say out of the whole flyweight contender, you know, contenders in the in the UFC, say who's next for Demetrius Johnson? Who's somebody who he's literally never faced before? I don't think anyone can say that. Besides the guys he's actually already beaten, no new guys in the UFC can be like, oh, I give Demetrius Johnson uh, a, a huge battle because he's never fought someone like me before. It's like, okay, cool. Then what? Why hasn't he fought someone like you before? He's fought a wrestler. He's fought a boxer. He's <laughs> fought a kickboxer. He's fought all these guys. But, <laughs> Has yeah. he fought a two-time amateur world champion, a two-time pro champ at only five and zero with thirty straight wins? No. Has he fought a guy with two belts at two different weight classes? Mm, I don't believe so. Nope. Yeah, that's you true. Know, has he, you know, fought a guy with, you know, so much wrestling experience, so much kickboxing experience as an amateur that, you know, again, at only five and zero, he's already done so much? Uh, again, I don't believe so. You know, hell, I have more social media followers than some of those guys in the flyweight division and even the bantamweight division that have been in the UFC for a good number of years. You know, so it's like when you want to. Well, that's because they listen to MMA to the max. Get a guy who so. can build a resume. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, if you want to sell tickets, how about you get a guy who has a resume and actually bring some type of pedigree? Just you know, a guy who's been such a dominant champion. 
Yeah, and I know a lot of people are going to look at your record uh, as five and zero, but the, like I, we talked about on the last time we had you on, was it's just, that's just your pro record. You fought for years as an amateur, so I mean, what'd you say? What was it? Twenty five, twenty five, twenty six, and zero. I might be overshooting it. There. Yeah, so I fought. I fought. I was. I was I was twenty five and one, two time world champion, one, that's right. American kickboxing, yeah. you know, gold medalist as a kickboxer. I mean, I, I have so many accolades under my belt; it's ridiculous. But it's it's the matter of fact is has TJ fought or excuse me, um, Demetrius Johnson fought anyone like me? No, and I can one hundred percent say that. Yes, he's fought boxers, he fought wrestlers, he's fought guys that have been pretty diverse. But resume wise, he hasn't fought anyone like me. And I think personally, I give resume wise, paper wise, it might be different in person, but I feel I give him the toughest challenge yet. Yeah, he's fought Henry Cejudo. He's fought the Olympic wrestler, which I believe that might be the next fight if you know he beats Pettis. But you know, overall, which I think we'll, he does. We'll see what. I, I I I give the slight edge to Cejudo because he was very dominant in his last fight. But I think William Hayes is definitely past his prime, so I can't really praise that win. I think he looked great, but yeah, I, you know when you when you fight like for Gleitz and the Jesus in his last fight, he beat a guy. You know, he beat a guy who was what you said eight ten or ten and eight. You know, it's like, yeah, you're gonna look great against him. That's that's yeah. kind of how it's gonna look. You know, so I'm definitely not looking at that fight and going, oh my god, this guy's dangerous. <laughs> you know, so, um, can, but can he do that against me? You know, but Demetrius Johnson, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal fighter, but he needs somebody, somebody new to fight. It might be Ben, it might be Cejudo or, or Pettis. Hell, it might be Moreno if he gets a couple wins. But until they bring in some new talent that actually are well you know fearful some guys who've actually accomplished some stuff then you know we'll see what happens again no one has my type of resume and i don't believe anybody will have my type of resume for many years to come i uh <clears throat> i've gone on record on the show saying that demetrius johnson's next fight is going to be the winner of tj and cody uh i don't know if you can reveal anything but has tj said if he wins he's going to call him out for a champ versus champ um um knowing tj knowing tj he will call him out that's just nice tj's always looking for the best but i you know honestly i have no clue you know i would love tj to win and i'd love tj to call him out that's my personal you know thing i would love to see that but um um overall i know he's gonna win this fight now uh, you know or at least i hope he's gonna win the fight and we'll see what happens from there you know but um just like Demetrius johnson said you know everyone speculates right after the fight what's next you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll come into fruition eventually. But until then, uh, we'll see what Demetrius Johnson wants to do with his his title reign. Does he want to keep on making the the gap, you know, even more and keep on getting those title defenses, or does he want to bump up and, you know, literally fight the best in the world? He's already he's already created his mantle as probably you know the best of all time for MMA, but he's not gonna definitely make that for sure until he bumps up and fights some really really great fighters like T or Cody. Yeah, he's already got the he's already got the record, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I said he wanted just to just break the record, and then he was going to move up to bantamweight for a super fight. So um, I think that's happening, and I re- really, really hope it's TJ because that's a fight I really wanted to see. Oh, Even yeah. though I agreed with Demetrius Johnson's stance on it that you know he's never made the weight before and all that, I'm st- you know I, I I got it, I understood that, but I still want to see Mighty Mouse versus uh, TJ Dillashaw. But, oh yeah, I, I agree on both ends. You know, yeah. I agree on both ends. But I think because of the fight being declined, and then if they bring it up now, it's just going to bring even more hype. So, and, and as a business wise, it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't run from me now, DJ. You can't run from me now. I got the belt. <laughs> I'm the champ. 
what do you want? Let's do this. Can't run anymore. That's you know that's the call out right there because it's, I think that's that's right up TJ's personality kind of alley. Like here here I am where you know come meet me up here. I'm the champ now. Let's do this. Or even a, TJ said he can make 25, and if he can do that, that might be fun too. You know. Well, yeah, John TJ, Lineker said TJ he can make 125 right now, too. Like so. 147. Yeah, he's, I think he's TJ right now is weighing like 147, so he's, <laughs> and this is his natural weight, he's not trying to cut any weight right now, I mean, he's just, he's getting so, yeah. I'm telling you, he's ridiculously lean right now, it's it's actually making me mad, every time he takes off his shirt, because I want to <laughs> take off my shirt, and then he's standing right next to me, I was like, okay, you know, I'm just keeping my shirt on, but, yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, never mind, I'm good, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my shirt on when I jump in the pool, but <laughs> he's just, he's just, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to see how he fights, and, uh, I mean, just watching him practice and even feeling the way he's been moving and, and his punches and how he's been doing everything, I'm telling you, it's uh, he's, he's way, way levels beyond what he was in the Lunker fight. It's, it's, unless I've gotten that much worse, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm so excited to see how he's going to come out. And, and, you know, I know that Cody was trying to say something against the fact that TJ is, you know, not just moving from camp to camp, but kind of adjusting it and training with different teams. But I think that's fucking brilliant. Like you're gonna get the same look all the time if you're always with the same guys and the same everything. You know, he's still got Dwayne there helping him with his striking and being his head coach, but now he's getting a different look from different camps and different ideas, and and he's gonna be a completely different fighter than than Cody remembered when they used to train together at Alpha Male. I think he's gonna be just surprised at how much of a different you know fighter he is. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and Shorty, since you're in Southern California, I don't know if you're hanging out with TJ. If you're you're in the mood for a new car, you might as well just uh, go up to uh, Victorville Motors where he bought his uh, his new truck, and because uh, apparently that's where everybody's buying their uh, cars. <laughs> Dude, it, so. it sucks. So talking about cars, uh, I'm I'm known as the nagger apparently here because I yeah. I have to drive I have to drive two hours, you know, every single day there and then back, you know, for practice. Yeah. But the only problem is. Again, I haven't fought in four months. You only get paid so much. And so I'm, you know, I'm budgeting, but I'm slowly losing money because I'm paying for gas. The only problem is my friend let me borrow his car, which is a beautiful car, but it's a Dodge Challenger. That Oof, thing is a gas huge gas Oh, yeah. So I'm nagging at people like, hey, man, uh, can somebody give me a car? Can somebody give me a car? Does anybody have another car? Does anybody, you know, so um, sadly I wasn't able to get a car. So I'm driving this Dodge Challenger. I think last week I spent like because it was just by myself driving for the week i spent maybe like 220 on gas oh my you know it's God. it's oh, dude it's it's ridiculous you know so uh that's why i was like hey man anybody want to support team shorty that'd be great uh but it's yeah i mean one california the traffic just is horrible no matter what time of day it's ridiculous three highways but all of them connect to la and all of them have traffic and yep it, you're taking it, the I'm, 91 I'm every day Dodge so. Challenger. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm driving a Dodge Challenger, uh, Challenger, so it's uh, it's definitely again. I look cool, but my pocket doesn't look cool. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, um, it's 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 definitely hard. But you know, hey man, if those guys want to hook me up with a car, yeah, I, I don't mind taking a rental or something. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah, that's 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 a shame. Yeah, no gas gas prices in California are ridiculous. I'm pretty sure they're way higher than they are in Chicago. That's for sure. So you know, I I definitely want to do. You ever seen Dumb and Dumber? Of course. Trades the van for the scooter. I just want that scooter. Yeah. <laughs> just when I thought you couldn't get Genius. any dumber, you do yeah. something like this and totally redeem yourself. <laughs> exactly what I want. Like, yeah. you're, One I'll of my favorite movies of all time. Care, man. So. 
No, uh, yeah, and and you're and you're driving the 91 freeway to get to like uh, to Orange County, and then the the 55 freeway down, especially because I'm sure you're doing it in the morning, so you can have a full day of practice. That just that's got to be horrible. Like you're getting a workout well, yeah. on your on your on your uh, calves just from having to gas break gas break as it is every morning for training. Yeah, no, and it's, it's so the first the first day I go, hey guys, you know it isn't a hundred percent scheduled here. It's really depending on interviews and and TJ's schedule because right now it's revolving around him, which is again perfectly fine. I'm not I'm not complaining whatsoever. But I go, hey man, um, what's the schedule? They go, it's eleven o'clock practice, and after that, just just. You know, we're winging it. You know, we'll see what times we can do stuff. We'll have to see what TJ does. And TJ's super busy. Sometimes he can't text back. So it's like, okay, cool. Well, there's 11 o'clock practice. I don't know what the rest of the schedule is like. So I literally have to bring everything. So I'm bringing four pairs of clothes. I'm bringing both my lunch and my dinner meal preps. Like everything's just set for the day. So the very first Monday I get here, um, you know, I'm definitely not in shape to to where I want to be. And uh, I'm definitely not ready for TJ in shape you know so i was like okay well i don't know what the plan is for today so i'm gonna wake up i ran three miles immediately when i was done got in my car had breakfast you know drove over there drive two hours get there we have wrestling practice and the wrestling practice was ran by tj um because our coach couldn't show up so tj just ran this super intense practice where all of us are just literally staring at him kind of like when is it over like dude we're exhausted and he's just he he was just so in shape he's just going and going and going and going and going and i'm like oh, okay cool he's like all right well we got about three hours and then we have uh Dwayne's coming in and we're gonna do a kickboxing class i'm like okay cool well time to go eat lunch all right i'm gonna go hang out at the gas station because they have microwave you know did my meal prep and i hung out the gas station at the they had this corner gas station they have this um the table and chairs you know the benches and stuff i'm like oh cool like i, I can sit outside just enjoy the weather watch everybody you know once uh be stuck in traffic and just laugh at them i'll eat my food right when i sit down <laughs> Right when I sit down, the sprinkler system turns on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, so this is what type of day it's going to be. All right, cool. And I sat there for like two minutes because I was hoping somebody would see me and then turn off the sprinkler system. You know, and then nothing. So I was like, all right, well, go inside. I'm all soaking. Why I go inside, I'm eating my food. Right when I sat down inside, the sprinkler system turns off. I'm like, okay, this is great. Ate my someone's food, went to kickboxing. <laughs> oh, yeah, some, someone's messing with me. So I, I go to kickboxing class, do that. Starting to get a little tired. He's like, all right, cool. We have jujitsu at 8. I'm like, all right, that's in three hours. All right, going back to the gas station. Went back to the gas station, had dinner. Then went to jujitsu, rolled around, and then drove back at like 10.30 at night and drove all the way back and didn't get home until 12.30 and then had to you know, do the same schedule the next day. So first day was uh, was definitely a welcome back. <laughs> and you're uh, oh, yeah. you're staying you're staying in, uh, is, it, is it Indio, Palm Desert, Cathedral City, Indian Wells? It's Cat City, yeah, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so it's it's I'm pretty much right now in Cathedral City, Indio, Palm Springs, in between that, and uh, you know I'm just chilling here, and then you know for three to four days out of the week I'm going to Anaheim, and That's a after Anaheim, a- Anaheim, you know OC area, and then then I come back, and, uh, and then there's boxing here in Indio, so it's uh and then Cubs gym true MMA, so it's it's definitely a lot of driving back and forth, but hey man, I'm I'm alive, I can't complain. I have a decent amount of money to, to pay for this overwhelming gas, but uh, I'm just doing my thing. Well, you you won't win the gases. If I get the win, done. if I get the win at the end, of, yeah. If I if I win at the end of the day, that's all that matters. That's I know everyone's like, dude, you broke your hand, but at least you won. You mean you, you mean lose, win? Though, you, you mean win? Yeah. When you win? Like, yeah. When you win? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have I no doubt I, in my it's, mind. It's so. weird, you know. 
how, and this is just me. Yeah, I've always been a realist. So everyone's like, uh, when I was in wrestling practice, a coach was like, all right, remember, when you go out there and win, just just get ready for your next match. I was like, yeah, cool, if I win. They go, no, no, when you win. I go, <laughs> um, sure, I mean, if I win, yeah. I mean, that's, they go, no, you have to have that mindset. You're going to win. I go, but what if I lose? Then I'm going to be disappointed <laughs> that I put in my mindset that I'm going to win. Like, well, coach, I'm just going to go in there and do my thing and try my best. If I lose, I lose. That, that's bound to happen. For some reason, every Which coach that I've had, besides my, my coach, Master Bob Shermer, I, I'm, I'm just a realist. You know, I yeah. know that eventually I'm going to get knocked down. I'm going to get, you know, tapped out. I'm going to lose. That's just, you do the sport long enough, anything's going to happen to you. You know, so, um, hell, my last fight, I didn't believe I was going to get dropped, break my hand, get stuck in the gates, and turn my MCL. That's just, <laughs> that was literally the worst type of luck possible, <laughs> but I won. Huh. You know, but. I'm I'm 100% a realist. I've never been that person. It's like, yeah, when I win this, 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 I'm just like, ah, if I win, you know, I always have a plan B. <laughs> so, well, if it makes you feel any better, according to uh, Tapology.com, you're you're uh, you're predicted at a 94% chance to win this fight. So, <laughs> yay! Well, it's funny actually. I think Tapology.com also has me not versus Gleason and Jesus, but versus Lex McMahon. No, they've they've updated it. I was actually looking at it oh, right now. It. Yeah, I was I was gonna yeah, try yeah, to Lex. pretend like I was smart right now, like I have it in my head, but I was looking at it right now. So <laughs> Lex Lex McMahon, uh, you know, he's like, Cool, sent you the contract and then you know, immediately so I couldn't get a hold of Lex for about two weeks. The guy's super busy and I know I annoy the hell out of him. I know I do. And he's like, Dude, you're like a little chihuahua, you just won't get off my leg. You know, 'cause I'm always barking at him, I'm always asking him, you know, what's this? What about this? What about that? And he's just kinda like the shorter, just leave me alone. I'll get to you when I can. And uh, he sent me the picture. It was like Torres versus Lex McMahon, you know, Titan <laughs> FC 46, because uh, Tapology just made a typo. And I was just like, yes, the fight I've been waiting for, Lex. I'm going to make you pick up my calls from now on. Yes, this is awesome. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, was, it was definitely now that you, uh, might, now that you Now that you say that, it. it's still listed as Titan FC 46, Torres versus McMahon. <laughs> yeah. They have you versus uh, DeJesus, though. They have you versus Gleetson. But, yeah, the, the title of the card is, is Torres versus McMahon. <laughs> Lex, Lex, Lex is just selfish. He just took out DeJesus and put himself. You know, he's just a selfish, selfish man. <laughs> well, he, just, he's, no, he knows what's going to happen. He, he knows the main event is uh, you versus him. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. He knows, he, he knows immediately... Hey, yo, I, I win the, you know, can uh, retain my butt. I'm just going to look at him and call him out. That's it. Just call him in the ring. <laughs> He's next. Yeah. And, if I, and, 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 and not to, not to, not to, not to try to start anything here, but uh, Tapology, the people voting also have uh, Blart as 100% over his opponent. So, Marcelo Casanata, yeah. so, which is so weird, but whatever. <laughs> what's, 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 what's Marcelo's uh, record? Can you, can you check for me, please? I think he's four and four. Let me, let me bring that up. He's you know, two so and two. It's, yeah, he's two and two, and it's like, I again, it's 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 not Lex's fault. You know, he is the matchmaker, and he, it's not that you know people are blaming him. It's just no one wants to fight an Olympic wrestler. It's very hard to get guys to fight such a high caliber wrestler because I believe that's the most feared type of style in MMA. People just don't want to get taken down and held on their back. You know, and uh, you know, it's really at this point, if he's not going to fight for a title because he shied away from it, then who's going to fight him? You know, he, I believe he's four or five and zero, oh, um, but an Olympic wrestler, no one wants to fight him. So right now, people are just like, "Oh, you know what? If I fight him and if I win, it looks great to the guy who's two and two. You know, all pride to him. That's awesome." But um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he does, and we'll see what Gleetson or excuse me, uh, you know, Ballard does. But 
You know, it's, yeah. it, I wish Pilar was fight, you know, fighting somebody with uh, much more experience to mainly get ready for a title fight eventually. It's it's so crazy because uh, uh, the flyweight division has a lot of Olympic uh, uh, medalists. If, if people actually sit down and think about it, they, I mean, you have Bellart. I don't wait. He didn't. He didn't. I don't think he medaled, but Olympian. He might have. Mm-hmm. Off the top, I can't remember. But then yeah, you also he, have he, he, just just an Olympian. Yeah, just Olympian. Okay, so not medalists, but Olympians in general. Then you have Henry Cejudo. Everybody knows gold medalist in wrestling. Fantastic wrestler. Fantastic fighter. Um. And then uh, Freddie Serrano in the flyweight division was also an Olympian, and he's in the UFC, so uh, he might not be there anymore. So, so when people say there's no talent in the flyweight division, and I know you've seen that argument online, uh, people use it to discredit Mighty Mouse and discredit the flyweight division as a whole, but no, there's talent there, man, and people just, they just see what happens in the UFC where it's like, oh, Mighty Mouse is just beating everybody. Well, that's because it's Mighty Mouse. It doesn't mean the talent's not there. It just means Mighty Mouse is a step above of all the talent in in the flyweight division right now in the UFC at least. Uh, same oh, yeah. thing with Anderson Silva when he was running rough shot over the the uh, middleweight division. He was just a head and shoulders above the talent in that division. GSP for the longest time, Matt Hughes before him. It's, it's just what happens when you have dominant champions. But nobody discredited any of those people. But they're discrediting Mighty Mouse, and. Yeah, and you're going to get to the right. division in the UFC. You're going to get to a flyweight division. <clears throat> and and the sad part is they're going to do the same thing to you no matter what your record is. And and that's that's just what I what I don't get. I mean, there's Olympic champions and Olympic Olympians in the division, the flyweight division. I mean, everybody celebrates them when they're in the Olympics like, "Yeah, go, you know, we're, you're the best." But when they get to the UFC, when they get the MMA, they just, "Oh, no, they're too small." I I just I just don't get that. Yeah, I mean, even for Titan FC, you have Alexis Vela, who took third in the Olympics yes, with uh, right. Yoel Romero. And, For, uh, former uh, Bellator to... uh, uh, contender, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. He was supposed to, uh, you know, he was supposed to fight for uh, a title shot, but he ended up losing his contender bout against uh, Abdiel Velasquez, and then now was able to knock out Abdiel Velasquez for the uh, for the Titan FC flyweight championship. So it's there's a lot of a lot of high level talent. It's just don't the, the only flaw is, and it's a pro and con. And I think there's a pro and con with everything, but the pro for Demetrius Johnson is that he's beaten everyone. He is just that good. Every single style right now, you just can't find the kryptonite. Um, the only flaw is he's beaten everybody so dominantly, it makes everyone else look just that bad. I mean, look at Anderson yeah. Silva. He's beaten some top guys. And that's it. I think that's the only benefactor with Anderson Silva is most of the guys that he's beaten have been around for years. You know, I think the only guys that Demetrius Johnson has beaten that have been around for years are Dotson and, and Benavides. You know, in yeah. the flyweight division, and that have beaten, you know, other remarkable talents. But for Anderson Silva, you know, he beat Vitor, he beat uh, um, Henderson, and, and then just so so many guys that had such a dominant uh, background that he became more dominant. That eventually he beat the whole division. Everyone's like, you know what? He's the best in the world. Have him bump up to fight John Jones. You know, just have him bump up. He has to because he's beaten everybody. <clears throat> yeah. But Demetrius Johnson, he's so dominant against good guys. There's there's no one. They That's are bad good guys. He's yes, beaten. it's just he's been so great and so dominant. It just makes him look that bad. And part of yeah. it is that he's the one and only champ. Since there's been nobody else, you can't. Be, oh, he's fighting a former champ, or you know what I mean, a guy who was at the top before. He's the one and only uh, flyweight champ in the UFC. So 
it's, it's kind of hard, you know what I mean? Like, again, the middleweight had been around so long. There are guys who were champions before or moved up and down the ranks and fought other champions. But, yeah, I, I mean, well, we got into a little bit last week. I had a, a profanity-laced tirade on, on why people don't like the flyweight division, and it makes no sense <laughs> to me. Like, that's, that's where the, the best athletes are. And there's finishes in flyweight, you know what I mean? It's not just a bunch of guys throwing jabs 100 miles an hour that nothing hits. No- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit CarShield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at CarShield.com audio. That's CarShield.com audio. No one gets hurt. So, like, I, to me, I don't, I don't get why people don't see that that flyweight has the most talented fighters. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. it's honestly my favorite division. And I'm not going to say that just because we got a flyweight champion and, and Mighty Mouse is one of, is my favorite in the UFC right now. I, I, I love the flyweight division. When the UFC announced flyweight division, I was stoked. I was waiting for that. I was excited. And it's just it, it pains me and bugs me to see it getting so much disrespect, especially because of all the talent in the UFC and then all the talent outside of the UFC. Yeah. I mean, look at all the talent that just came in through the Ultimate Fighter. Pantoja, Tim Elliott, uh, uh, Eric Shelton. You know, and then, you know, people that didn't get on the Ultimate Fighter. Jose Shorty Torres. <laughs> P- people yeah, that, sadly, that were ranked sadly, the number actually, one prospect ever, you know, for the, like in, in amateur. Number one ranked amateur prospect is a flyweight. And yeah. it, it just, you guys just don't get the respect. And that tr- drives me nuts. You no, know, it's it's it again. It's one of those things that you have to uh, you have to be out there and start talking crap. It just so happens that all my stuff is either factual or just kind of just being you know peaceful. You know, I'm just promoting to promote instead of promoting to bash someone to create drama to create this, create that. And I mean, I even did that against Jared Brooks, even though I wasn't talking smack. I was calling him out and and um, you know bashing him a little bit for the guys he's fought and beaten. And I was like, why are you called it before me? Yes, you're 13, 14, and all. That's awesome. Hey, man, all credit to you, but you don't finish anyone. I think you have three or four finishes out of, you know, 14 fights. That's And who else have you beaten? You went the distance with a guy I knocked out in the second round. You know, and <laughs> yeah. you went the distance with him. You went the distance when he was early in his career. So he definitely wasn't as good as when I fought him. You know, so why why are you struggling, you know? And I know... Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that you know. I don't mind these guys getting called up. I think that's awesome. You know, that's that's the main goal of of being get up, you know, put up there and being put on that UFC pedestal. But it's like, you know, we go back to the resume. It's like, are you more qualified for the job than I am? No, I don't believe anyone in the world right now in the flyweight division that's outside the UFC is more qualified than me. No one has my resume. No one, at least right now, ever will for a very good time. I'll, you know, I'll go really even hoping... farther than that and say nobody, period, has a better resume than you. Outside of the UFC, uh, yeah, 
and, it, and it's the crazy thing is, I think right now I'm ranked number seven in the world outside of the UFC in the flyweight division. You know, and the other guys so that that I'm behind are, and the guys that are that I'm behind are, um, you know. Horiguchi. I was going to say, uh, Horiguchi, okay, I I could see that. Because he has been on a tear since he left, and he was in the UFC, so I could see that. I don't know know why he got, I don't know why he got released, but, you know, Zach Makowski and and guys who are UFC veterans that just got released. So, yeah, okay, I can see them, you know, above me. They've they've lost to some very, very good and talented guys, but I'm already ranked number seven. I'm only five and oh. And this is outside the UFC, and this is worldwide rankings. Flow Combat ranked me number one in the U.S. That's yeah, right. <laughs> and so I'm like, uh, what, what else do I got to do? You know, I have articles being written about me. I'm, I'm on interviews from my junkie. Sure dogs making videos about me. I'm, I'm on Tapology saying I have a 95, 94% win streak on my, on my next fight or chance of winning. It's like, then, you know, why am I even taking these fights? What else do I got to do to prove to my, you know, prove to you guys that, that I'm ready. The fans want me. Then why don't you? I don't, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't get it. I, I don't get it, man. Um, especially okay. So with Jared Brooks, you know, dude should be, honestly be fourteen and one, thirteen and one, whatever. He lost that fight to Eric Shelton. I don't care what the judges said. We talked about that on the last show. Um, yep. You're, yeah, and like you said, you're five and zero as a professional. What was it? Twenty four and one. Off the top, I was twenty five and one. Twenty five. You're thirty and one. Honestly, I mean that many amateur fights. It doesn't matter. You're thirty and one, and. Yeah, sure, you got guys like uh, Kyoji Horiguchi who have left and gone on back to Japan. Great fighter, one of my favorites. He was given my, he was given to Mighty Mouse way too early. Uh, Zach Mikowski, former bantamweight champion in Bellator, dropping a flyweight. Going to, what, ACB? Okay, great, mm-hmm. awesome. But he, he lost, I believe, like four of his six fights in the UFC. Big fan of his. You're beating everybody and you're finishing them. I mean, you did, okay, but I mean, not all of them, but you're pretty dominant when you don't finish. I just, I, I don't understand what they're looking for. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, even my last fight, I thought I, I had the, the fight in the bag. All I had to do was survive the fifth round, but I, even with the broken hands for MCO and even cut from the top of my head, I was still pushing forward because I want to make a fan entertaining fight. Even if I lose, I want people to, you know, say, hey, man, I, want, I can't wait to see this guy fight again. You know, you see Don Cerrone losing fights. No one belittles him because he lost a fight. They're just like, hey, man, this guy's awesome. I want to watch him fight again. And that's that's exactly the type of uh, fighting style I want to have. No matter what happens, no matter how the fight's going, whether I'm dominating the fight, I want to have it be dominant and show that I'm ready to face anyone, no matter what the name is, who they've beaten, and uh, what the matter of the fact of the battle is. Yeah, and I, and I know the UFC, the new owners, the uh, the Alphabet Company, as I call them. I stole that from uh, uh, Chelsea Sonnen's former broadcast partner in his podcast um but they're looking for stars right they they paid 4.2 billion dollars for the ufc they're trying to recoup their money as much as possible which is why we got connor versus diaz2 which is why they let connor go box uh by the way that was we talked about that was hilarious um but they can be promoting people like you and even people like mighty mouse johnson to an entirely new a uh, 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 category of audience, a new audience that they can bring in to watch MMA. Mighty Mouse Johnson, big gamer, has a, has a huge Twitch stream, right? Why are they not broadcasting or not broadcast? Why are they not promoting him to the gaming crowd? You looking at you and your Instagram, looking at your tweets, big nerd when it comes to anime, when it comes to you know Power Rangers, things everybody grew up on. Why are they not? You know that's something they can promote 
to an entirely new audience. My 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 daughter's ten, but she watches Power Rangers, all the reruns and everything. So that would be somebody. Oh, this guy likes Power Rangers too. I love Power Rangers. It, it, it's like they're looking for somebody that just wants to, like you said, just wants to talk shit, wants to just be big and mouthy. But they're they're ignoring the fact that you can you can promote to other 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 groups of people, other categories of people. Same thing, same re- same way they uh, promoted Brock Lesnar to the WWE fans. To get them to come over to you, uh, MMA, it's just it's mind-boggling. They somebody like you, they can use, and just judging by what you know, watching your Instagram stories and just looking at your Instagram feed in general, you could be marketed huge to an entirely new audience that that may may or may not watch MMA yet. And that's that's uh, honestly that's what I'm trying to, you know, that that's my struggle with social media. I'm at eight thousand, trying to get to ten thousand, and. Uh, you know, for Instagram at least, and I need a pedestal to stand on. Uh, I know I promote, you know, positive things, and I know I'm, I'm, or I believe I'm doing the right things when it comes to, you know, um, trying to be a role model for the kids and trying to, you know, I, I have so many amateur fighters hitting me up. What do I need to do to get an amateur fight? What do I need to do to do this? You know, um, how do you feel during this fight? What do I do um, if I want to turn pro? How do I know I'm ready? And all these questions, I want to be able to do little things like that, but I need the pedestal to stand on. You know, for me, I believe the UFC is the biggest pedestal right now for, you know, the MMA background. You know, people don't even call it MMA anymore. They go, do you do UFC? Do you UFC, bro? Yeah, I do UFC, bro. But it's uh, that's something that I'm really excited for. And I'm hoping one day I get the chance to be and use the UFC as my pedestal and be able to, you know, really broadcast my voice. And, you know, be able, yes, to get the followers popularity because of it. But, um, you know, my main goal for me is to be a hero. And I know that they just have the biggest marketing background ever. And if they promote me just a little bit, the way I promote myself, oh, it'd be ridiculous to, to be able to get that many followers and to, uh, I, I think it'd just be a great partnership and a great, you know, combination. I mean, you see what they were able to do for Sage Northcutt. And I don't be, you know, I'm not, not doubting Sage Northcutt to whoever. He's a very young athlete. And I believe he's going to be very good later on in his career. But right now, He's Way just a good early, looking, yep. you know, he's just a good looking Ken doll, but they promoted the heck out of him. He gets paid really well because of it. You know, yeah, it looks like, like a bald eagle fucked a backstreet boy. Yeah, it's like, it's like, what do you, it's like, what do you want? Do you want good looking uh-huh. guys in the sport? Which, hey man, that sells tickets. That's good for you. You know, it's, it's getting the women, you know, attracted to the sport of MMA when they're not even into violence or sports like this, but we want good fighters. You know, we want yeah. good talent. I mean, you look at Vasil Lomachenko, you know, and I, I try my best to compare myself to him when it comes to MMA. Vasil Lomachenko had this huge amateur record, given I didn't have almost 400 amateur fights, but I definitely had about 200 plus when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to kickboxing, MMA, and everything put together. And then you look at my uh, my world championship status. Vasil Lomachenko is a two time Olympic. A gold medalist and a two-time world champ. I'm a two-time world champ. We don't have Olympics, so I didn't have the opportunity for that. Yeah. Then we go on to, you know, professional um, uh, competing or competing. In his second pro fight, he gets title shot, loses. In his third pro fight, he wins it. My third pro fight, I win the belt as well. Then his fourth one, I believe he was able to defend. In his fifth one, he was able to get a new one. For me, my fifth one, I got a new one, you know, at a different weight class as well. So it's like I'm – doing the right things as we see at least marketing standpoint for Vasil Lomachenko I just I haven't had the opportunity to be called up and use that pedestal to really broadcast my voice and broadcast my talents well you're very well spoken and you have a great head on your shoulders so um 
Unfortunately, I just don't think that's what the UFC is looking for. (laughs) (laughs) So um, apparently they're still trying to go after that uh, let's just bang bro crowd. Um, Yeah. But I honestly, if you get that call, man, I think you're going to be a star. I, I, I don't. I don't think there's, you know, I, I I don't think there's really anybody outside of the UFC that can give you a challenge, to be honest. I, I just don't see it. There's nobody out there. All the flyweight talents in the UFC, I mean, aside from, like, the Makovskis and the Hiraguchis, um, even then, I don't see them giving you a challenge. I've, I've watched them fight, especially Hiraguchi. I followed that guy before he came to the UFC, and I've followed your career, and I've watched all five of your fights. I wasn't able to see all the amateur fights. Apologize. Um, but uh, <laughs> come on, Robert, you're slacking. That's it. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm done. Great. But no, no, no. I I follow. I followed your career. I saw your career, and then I was able to watch the actual Titan FC fights. And uh, I I just don't think there's anybody out there that can challenge you. I think you're just UFC ready, and I think it's disgusting that you're not there. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, hopefully one day, and uh, you know, fingers crossed that day happens, then we can go on the go on the podcast again and talk crap about the people that are not in the UFC. No. <laughs> yeah. No, That's man. Right. Hey, hey, the day you get called to UFC, you get called up, I, remember. Remember me. Remember us. <laughs> I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to hit you up, and I'm going to say, let's talk, man. Let's. It, your journey's finally, you know, you finally hit that pedestal. Shorty's like, well, yeah. MMA the what? Not on the guy. <laughs> yeah. what, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? Blocked. No. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's style. funny because uh, yeah. I live in Victorville. Uh, and uh, out here in Victorville, we have uh, the Reyes brothers, Alex Reyes and Dominic Reyes. Uh, Alex, you know, just made his UFC debut on short notice against uh, Mike Perry. Didn't go so well for him. And then we also have Joe Stevenson out here. Um, yep. <laughs> so I've, I've been talking to, trying to get a hold of Alex Reyes and Dom Reyes to do the show. And I'm like, hey, local Victorville boys, I do a podcast out of here. They want nothing to do with me, man. <laughs> so it's like... Like, they must know who you people? really are. Yeah, right? What kind of people are you, man? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it, it, given we don't know what their their you know natural situation is, maybe they're just too busy or maybe you're just you know some random fan guy trying to you know get them on a very small, unknown podcast. So, you know, some True. people look at it differently. For me, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a guy that, may, hey, man, you're trying to, in a sense, promote me that promotes yourself at the same time. You know, so yeah. I... Again, my whole quote is, we can, we will together, we are Team Shorty. You know, whether you like me, hate me, part of my team or not, you're having me on here, you're one, you you know my name, you're interested in me, and you want to be able to use my name to market yourself. Hey, during that process, it markets me as well, you know, so. Absolutely, you just, it's a win-win. You just, you just never know what type of opportunities can come and go from certain situations. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm Jim Carrey, and yes, man, I'm always kind of like, hey, man, sure. You know, <laughs> if I had the time, I always say, if I can, I will. You know, so that's why when people try to, you know, when people, you know, if I can't, then, hey, man, I I hope you understand. I honestly can't. Or if it's definitely not smart enough, then I probably won't. But um, (laughs) it's it's just one of those things that you just never know what can happen. So I'm always trying to help out as much as possible. And if it doesn't help me, then it doesn't help me. You know, at least I help somebody else. And hopefully they can help somebody else in the process as well. So, you know, I'm I'm always trying to give back as much as possible. And that's why I say we can't go together. We are Team Shorty because... It, it really does mean a lot for everyone supporting me, and this technically supports a lot, you know. So um, it gets my vo- my voice out there, whether it's to one person or a hundred people. You know, if it, if it, if one person hears it and gets inspired because of it, then hey, my job is done, and that's all that matters to me. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people that actually was t- telling me to after the first interview we did was like, "Hey, Shorty's a cool person. I, I've never, you know, like they didn't even know who you were. They you know they they watch MMA, but they watch Bellator and UFC. That's the big stuff, right?" 
So, mm-hmm. but they're like, wow, he sounded really cool, man, really well spoken. And so all of a sudden they're like, yeah, following on Instagram, following on Twitter, starting to talk about, you know, Titan FC, like, oh, I can't wait to win that in his next fight. And uh, to me, I was like, that's cool, man. I've been telling you guys about him for a couple, you know, a while now, you know, big amateur background. So, hey, well, if you're following him now, better late than never. Who cares? Yeah, it's actually uh, with with my website with people. When people buy merchandise, I actually don't make stuff twice. So once it goes out of stock, it's out of stock. So for me, so for glad example, I got that very, baseball tee then. <laughs> so, for example, if people bought the very first shirt, that's it. You can only buy the very first shirt when I had them in stock. So I know who's been following me since day one, and I know who's been following me from from now until you know whenever. So it's uh, at least the way when I do that, everything is technically limited edition. But I like to know, you know, when you kind of came in my career, when you kind of came in my, uh, in you know as a fan or a supporter. So it's it's really cool seeing uh the time gaps of people when you know people start to support me. Yeah, it's way until, cool uh, how you have set up that way. <laughs> until until you get signed to UFC and then it's like, hey, hey Shorty, uh do you want to come on MMA the Max? It's like what? Who? What? No? Hey, what yeah, show is what? that? Yeah. You got a shirt? Appreciate yeah, talk to my management. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, talk to talk to McManard. He'll he'll get you in touch with my people and then he'll yeah. block yeah. us too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna start McManoring people. That's what we should call it. <laughs> Start yeah, you've been, us on Maynard. <laughs> you've been you've been Maynard. You've yeah, you've been, been Maynard. Maynard. That's it. Oh god, we should just hashtag that you've you've been Maynard. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> tell my started that. I'll be Maynard again. I was gonna say yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. probably. Well, it's okay. He he doesn't listen. He doesn't care. Yeah, I think I honestly I think I got blocked by him on Twitter because I was starting to fall like after you told us that story I was starting to do the same thing I was tagging him in every post so I think he blocked me. <laughs> we know that we know they listen because anytime we talk about who won the fight and who their next fight should be they end up making that matchup so I think Maynard's listening. Dude, I, so, I, I you know. like no joke. I think honestly that I don't either. I have a, you know psychic powers or something. I'm calling every fight that should be booked next and they're doing it, but. You know, maybe that's just because I kind of get it. <laughs> the the only the only fight that I've called that should happen or should have happened was Dotson Lineker, and they, they they worked. I just thought Dotson was going to win, and I thought he did win, but whatever. Yeah, I uh, I, I called a uh, I think it was just last week or no, not last week, the week before, right? Was it the week before? Whatever. After uh, Perry beat uh, Alex Alex uh, Alex Alex Reyes, I called that we're talking about uh, the fight, and I said. Yeah, Mike Perry should fight uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio next. And you know, look, they scheduled that. That's going to be a great fight. But I'm, I'm here putting myself over, and I probably shouldn't be because we're talking to you. <laughs> but <laughs> oh no, dude! Always about you, Robert. I, I God damn it, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Always about you. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm definitely going to get blocked. <laughs> no, but uh, you're officially Maynard. Yeah, you've been oh, Maynard. God, that's horrible. <laughs> uh, that's great. No, we're just. I just figure we're just shooting the shit right now. I'm sorry. We're not. We're not a very professional podcast. We try to be, but it just doesn't you try to that be. way. I try I to be I'm professional. Not. I try to be professional, but uh, <laughs> I, I I try to be professional, but the UFC won't call me up. So whatever. <laughs> they won't let you. Hey, they're lost, man. They're lost. Now, in all honesty, you'll you'll be there before the end of the first quarter of two, uh, 2018. There's no doubt in my mind that I think this might be your last Titan fight, and they're going to call you up. I don't think they're going to last minute you either. They they need to get you get you in there, and get you a camp, and I think that's what will happen. There's I'm, no I'm way they don't. So. Yeah, I'm hoping no so. I'm hoping so. Actually, you know, I I told Nick I go, hey man, if there's a fight in November, I'll take it. And if there's a fight in December, I'll be ready. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually I'm a, I I agree with that. I I actually agree with that. And uh I'm going to say for some reason I have no idea why. I'm going but I think your first fight in the UFC is going to be against Ryan Benoit. So That'd be a very fun fight. I yeah, I've be. never got to train with Ryan. I've trained with people who've trained with him and I think that's stylistically for both of us a very very yeah. good fight. I think it is too and I uh although I definitely think you win that fight easily in my mind. I'm going on record saying that, that that'll be your first UFC fight. All right, I that's actually that's actually a fun fight. Like yeah, that, so, that gets so if they call right say Ryan, if they say Ryan Benoit, remember me. <laughs> because of that, you're not getting Maynard, and I'm gonna go outside for a run now because you you just got me excited. You got a pump. All right, oh, dude. Yeah, get ready, man. You got a fight coming up, and I can't wait for that. <laughs> you got a you got a fight. Come on. Yeah, you got to fight. And uh, just so everybody knows, before we let you go, I want to plug that up for you real quick. That is Titan FC 46, Torres versus McMahon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Torres versus Torres, McMahon. Torres yeah. McMahon. Yeah. No, that's uh, Torres versus uh, uh, De Jesus. That's Jose Shorty Torres, flyweight and bantamweight champion of the Titan FC promotion, defending his bantamweight championship against Gleason De Jesus, 7-2, number, number one contender in the division. Uh, that is on... Sorry, I forgot the date. That was on Friday, November seventeenth, twenty seventeen, at nine p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Pacific time. So everybody, stay uh, uh, tune into that. That is on UFC Fight Pass, just like the last event. Had to make sure to let everybody know that's on Fight Pass so they could find it. Yeah, yeah, Can't man. And if anybody, if anybody wants to follow me again, Instagram Jose Shorty Torres, Twitter Shorty Torres one two five, Facebook. Jose Shorty Torres with the quotations around Shorty. And again, anyone wants to support the team, we can, we will together. We are Team Shorty, teamshorty.com. And, you know, 20% of the merchandise that is sold uh, of, of the earnings goes to the kids in my gym so they can travel, compete. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate all the support, guys. It really does help in my training camp. And, yeah, I, I'm just really excited to, uh, to hopefully make a highlight film out of this guy and then, you know, really show the campaign to, to bump up to the UFC and, you know, maybe get that fight against Ryan Benoit. Yeah, that's, that's that's my prediction. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna if that fight happens, man, I'm gonna boast about it left and right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, hey, hey, Shorty, man, I appreciate you coming back on the show. Uh, you were our first uh, fighter we ever interviewed on the show, and to me, that ma- that makes you special to the show. Honestly, that that meant a lot when you uh, wrote me back. Uh, I'm glad you're back on it. I I'm gonna ride this Shorty Taurus train for as long as possible until you're you're done with your career, man. So I appreciate it. I swear, I thought you were going to be like, I'm going to ride the train until you lose, and then I'm moving on. Like, oh. Ah, cool. Ride the train until you yeah. lose. Yeah, once you lose, I'm out of here, dude. And then we're going to be like, Shorty who? Shorty yeah. who? Shorty? We, no, we that guy? No, nah, screw him. Shorty who, and then I get mainstreamed again. You're mainstreamed yeah. again. <laughs> then you'll be asking us to come on the show. No, I just kidding. <laughs> no, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm riding this Shorty Torres train, man. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited for your career. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad your hand is healed. I can't wait yeah. until November seventeenth. Uh, I can't wait until you smash this guy, and then uh, hopefully get that UFC call that you most definitely deserve. So, can't wait, man. Well, I appreciate it, guys. And again, yeah, I'm always here when you need. And please just hit me up whenever. For sure. Right, thanks again. Uh, I'll see you on Instagram. And uh, hey, go enjoy your run. Best of luck in training camp. We'll talk to you soon, brother. And please do me a favor. If, if anyone, just either you guys or anyone listening, anybody uh, buys Team Shorty gear. Take a picture and send it to me. And if people notice, I actually use those photos on my website. I share them on the bottom as a gallery. And then I also have people used as models um, to promote some of my gear. 
So it doesn't matter what shape, size. Wait height, a second. Whatever. Are you say, are you saying you have my picture on your website with me uh, uh, watching Titan FC? That was a pretty good picture. It's actually my uh, profile picture on all my instant uh, social medias. <laughs> I I believe so. I believe I do have it. Yeah. yeah. That, that that was that was a great post. Like, hey, it fits. You're like, yay. <laughs> actually, let me check right now. I believe I do have it on there. But yeah, that, that's what I. That's that's usually what I do. Is again, I, I want people. I want to be able to support people who support me. So. Yeah, I'm always just posting them out like like if it's just me wearing and trying to promote something, why not, man? Yeah. I'll definitely promote you. I'm so worried about the size, whether or not so it really fit or not. That. So I'm glad. No, I love the shirt, dude. Uh, my fiance thinks it looks great too. It's her it's her favorite shirt that I own now. So just a heads up. <laughs> Yay, so. couples got a match. Just want to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm about, I'm about to get is. her. I'm about to get her one of her own. So yeah. All right, oh, shorty. I can't wait, man. Well, well, take care, brother. Right, guys, you guys Thank you take for care talking. Of Enjoy your run, man. No problem. Thanks right, again. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, bye. bye. Well, that was that was Jose Shorty Torres, man. Flyweight and bantamweight champion of the Titan FC promotion. God, what a cool guy, right? Yeah, another, another great interview. Uh, he is a cool guy. I feel like he's definitely a friend of the show. And as he progresses in his career, it'll be great to keep in touch with him. I, I wanted to I wanted to tell him, uh, but I I, don't, I probably should have done it with him on on the phone. I, I just want to tell him that hey, you're in Southern California. Next time you're in Southern California after this, let's get together and do a live show like just right yeah. in front of each other. That'd be great. That'd be perfect. Yeah, we could drive out that way to Palm Springs, no problem. Yeah, it's not that far. Next time, it's an hour nope. from you, an hour and a half for me. Not not that bad. Yeah. So. Jesus, these beers! I've been uh, I've been switching between these beers. I was doing the Castaway uh, IPAs, and then I uh, was switching to the it's Fire Rock Pale Ale. Yeah, that was good too. <laughs> it was, yeah, I bought a twelve pack of the uh, you know the mix from Kona Brewing Company, the Fire oh, Rock right. Pale Ale. It was yeah. really good. I like that Fire Rock. Oh yeah, a... dude, Kona they, they supply the beers to the islands, uh, little hamburger restaurant, and dude, oh, they're okay. good. Yeah, yeah, I love. Kona. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, a little overrated. I think it's funny you can you can order like a full chicken, but <laughs> yeah, it's still good, man. Like I, I like it. We just ate that the other night and brought food to go and sat there and had a had a um, castaway IPA. Yeah, no, it's good, man. It's, it's making me it's making me feel a little uh, buzzed already. It's pretty good. I yeah. like it. Oh, your 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 voice is telling. <laughs> oh, you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> oh yeah, I can tell you got a little buzz going for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And, and uh, I have to go watch some football here in a minute. But uh, <laughs> as everybody knows, um, so in case everybody, anybody didn't catch all that stuff, uh, Jose Shorty Torres on Instagram. Uh, to follow him, you just got to follow on Instagram. You got to look up Jose Shorty Torres, just like that. Shorty Torres one two five on Twitter, like he said, Joe. Yeah. How do they want to get? How do they get a hold of you in case they want to uh, talk about how horrible we are? Yeah, the best place to talk crap would be on either Twitter, which is jhud45, or Instagram. That one I'm a little bit more active on and, and more responses, and that's MMA to the Max Joe. Again, that's the number two on Instagram. Hit me up, talk some shit, tell me I did a good job. Either way, I'm okay. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, <clears throat> that is at it's Rock Robster, no apostrophe, obviously. They don't allow that. If you want to get a hold of me on Instagram, it's at MMA and Max Rob. I know our Instagram names are very original. Um, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash MMA and Max Podcast. Follow us on Twitter 
at Show. As always, the two is always the number two, not T-O the word. And, uh, yeah, let us know, man. We appreciate everybody listening. Everybody's uh, been very supportive, and uh, we hope that you're supportive of our uh, our guest, Jose Shorty Torres, one of, the, one of the best fighters in the entire world. So can't wait to watch him fight. That is Titan FC 46, November 17th on a Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. I hope everybody's watching. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. He's going to absolutely destroy Gleason de Jesus. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully UFC's next. On that note, right. Joe, you got anything left? No, man. Everybody have a good rest of the week. We'll see you next weekend. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you later. See you next week for episode number 15. Bye-bye. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly!